0: Wednesday at nine. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello, and welcome to the show. It is the Call-in-Show, the show where you get our number, and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. We're chit-chatting about the uh, the elderly mob I encountered. <laughs> and uh Uh, We're going to bend the rules a little bit tonight because uh, my friend who got a bulk of that footage would like to call in and share a little bit of his perspective about standing up to the Grandpa Simpsons and the Santa Clauses and the Cane Man. So we'll get to that momentarily. But did you have any any thoughts that you wanted to offer on it?
1: I I don't know. It was a it had um, flavors of 2016. But this is what happens when you do too much acid in the 70s. Is that are these just
0: really old hippies? Is that what?
1: Yeah, it's like, are these people from Bozeman or are they from Ashland, Oregon?
0: Yeah. Well, they interrogated me. They have to know if I count as a Bozemanite.
1: They were just being Um, so unreasonable. And it's like it was like there was nothing you could do. I don't know if you guys have watched Matt's video yet, but you think Matt is reasonable. This was like peak Matt, like reasonable Matt. This was the milkiest
0: toast possible.
1: Oh my God. And then they were just melting down apoplectic (laughs) over, uh, over him saying like the most innocuous statements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the video is up. Uh, We talked about it on Sunday. All of the, uh, the people who are at the January 6th, vigil coming after a couple of my friends and I, uh, and, um, a couple of my friends and me got to say that correctly, be grammatically correct. Anyway, uh, so we're going to get to, to my friend in a moment. He'll offer some thoughts. Other than that, it will be a uh, typical call in show this evening. You guys know how that works. There are instructions for how to participate. If you're new to the show in the description uh, of whatever view uh, video platform you may be viewing on, if you'd like to, participate in the show but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live of course you can send us an email question matt christensen contact contact page of the website look for the call-in show question form is how you do that we'll take care of those at the end of the stream and we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well without further ado let's talk to my friend ron i guess he's going with the ron
2: oh i'm in hello ron hey how's it going
0: well, we, uh, we are well. We were talking about a little bit about the elderly onslaught that we endured. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure the audience is is familiar with what happened, but if they aren't, they can go check that video out. But I know you had some thoughts that you wanted to offer about your experience. And at the top, let me say thank you for the help in the project because a lot of the video angle that you got showed I think some of the the worst absurdity of that crowd
2: yeah I'm uh I'm glad that I was able to be there um and get as much as I did I just kind of kept the camera rolling and um hilarity ensued
1: can you tell us about the caning oh yeah I was
2: gonna say does everyone want to hear
1: oh yes
0: (laughs) oh now I'm kind of losing him oh there we go your connection might have dipped out a second but yes oh the, great, yeah, the caning great caning incident how do you have bruising <laughs> yeah. on your calf or what happened
2: no, no i mean you you i think you did it perfect the the description of uh of grandpa simpson it was um uh, like I, I i kind of prepared like a little bit because that was one of the things i wanted to touch on was like it, it wasn't as though i pointed out the physical alterc- altercations as a like a pearl clutching exercise um, but it was more of a like to point out where the physicality came from, right? And to make sure, like, can you imagine if one of us had been the ones to start the physical altercation in any way, no matter how severe? If we, Oh, it would have
1: been mainstream media, wall-to-wall coverage on, like, CNN.
2: Precisely. So, I mean, that was kind of what I was trying to get at when pointing it out, like, immediately. But the, the Canaan situation was really weird because it was only, like, I don't know, forty seconds, 50, a minute or so after Matt got off the stage, and uh, and there was a little bit of uh, of verbal back and forth about you know how many people had died, et cetera, et cetera. and uh, and anybody that wants to, they can go and let, you know watch the whole twenty nine minutes or whatever from my uh, from my angle. Um, but this lady with the you know, ironically, with the American flag hung in front of the camera, I'm like trying to get the camera around the flag, et cetera. And then out of nowhere, you can hear in the video, I say, excuse me. And then a second or so goes by, I'm like, excuse me. And then I I turn my head around. Um, I'm not, I don't turn the camera right away because it's watching the stage or whatever you want to call it, the soapbox up there. And there's this old guy, as soon as I turn my head, he's kind of shying away, turning away from me. Uh, But he was there like persistently just, I don't want to say whacking, but like, hitting me on the back of the leg, annoyingly like an old grandpa with his cane.
0: (laughs) Oh my uh, God.
2: And, uh, and like, initially when I said, excuse me the first time, I just figured it's some person bumping into me. Right. And then, um, and
0: just, just to be clear, nobody, nobody nobody ever bumped you until I was done speaking. It was after that. Oh yeah. There was no incidental contact up until that point, which would, again point to some intention behind the contact
2: well and in the context of the video you can see like i'm actually working slightly forward in the crowd so that i can maintain an angle on where the speaker's supposed to be right yeah. um and this guy's coming from behind me <laughs> and he's not going up to speak right he's just doing it to be a bastard, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> <Like he was laughs> yeah. trying then, to be a This is be what a they prick. were
0: doing. And I, I, I thought about including it, but I had to keep the video at a reasonable length. You can go see the full-length thing, uh, the full-length video of, of all the footage that we have. That's linked in the description as well. But at one point, because everybody's kind of <laughs> surrounding you physically. And at one point, there's like three or four of these old guys. And you're saying, please just give me a little space. And they're saying, oh, are you intimidated by a bunch of old men? So they get to provoke... And be aggressive and then put the shield up of being elderly as though yeah. like, try that excuse. Okay. Go grab a girl's ass and say, and see well, how are you goes. afraid of an old man? Like you, that does not work for George
1: Bush senior. Didn't it?
0: Well, I guess. Yeah, that's true. We did defend him on that one. So I guess it should be consistent. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's, you know it's just it's, funny that they provoke and then claim victim status simultaneously.
1: No, that's totally true. But in terms of abuse, getting hit by an old man with a cane is like the cutest Kind of. Yeah, you
2: exactly. You yeah. know, that was what I was gonna point out. It's like I wasn't looking to call the cops. In fact, we weren't the ones that called You didn't call
1: 911. But <laughs> a bunch of pussies, good lord.
2: I know, I know. Um and so uh and then there was there was two other instances in there that like were kind of pointed out as as like physical. Um one of them when I'm when I'm like addressing the dude with the cane, right? Um, I feel like a forearm in my back. I'm like, what the hell? And in the moment, because I'm trying to focus on this old dude with the cane um, and get him on camera, uh, the guy behind me says, oh, you backed into me. And I was like, oh, OK, whatever. And then it wasn't maybe 30 seconds later. i like, that's fucking impossible. I was headed away from you. Like, um, and he was one of the guys that, that Matt was speaking to earlier that was part of that three or four people that were like slowly encroaching upon my, my personal space. Um, and then crying foul for me being like, hey, give me some space. And I'm not like a super physically imposing 6'4", 250, but, you know, Matt seen me trek a 40 or 50 pound pack around the woods. I'm not a, a small, dainty individual. Right. Um, so I wasn't exactly scared in any way, but... I also know the ramifications of any misconceptions of physicality on our behalf. So I wanted to make sure that that was the, like the kibosh was put on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, another point on which they interrogated us. Why are you filming? You trying to intimidate <laughs> people? No. Cause I know you'll lie about what happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know it's that a one party state, do- right. And you are on public property.
0: It's public property. Yeah. So there's, well, there's it's no public
2: property. There's no expectation of privacy. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm. so uh we're, you know, there's no, there's no legal problem with that, but, uh, but yeah, another instance where they accuse us of some form of abuse and, and then, uh, well, they commit an abuse and then accuse us of some form of abuse. It was it was recurring throughout the night. But uh, but uh, we'll probably have to wrap up pretty quick here. I appreciate you joining, but are there any closing thoughts that you want to offer before we're Yeah, we the, you know? the
2: one other point that you kind of touched on was like the obvious character assassination yeah. uh, attempts, which like you or you and your name were, out there, obviously, you introduced yourself um, and you pointed out a little bit of their like attacks on character. But in that video, there were at least a couple of people that were very obviously like trying to inquire, like, what's your name? Who's your employer? What branch of the military are you in? Like anything and everything they could do to try and get you or me to disclose anything where they could then go and, you know, inevitably embellish or straight out lie. Right. About. Yeah the the events of that evening so um i was just you know the memes that i thought were you know for twitter only
0: yeah these people are real uh, they're real yeah Yeah. Uh, i just didn't expect them uh, to be real at that age (laughs) (laughs) right uh you know how this is going to end too uh what's going to happen is in a few days there will be a big exposé on you in the Bozeman Daily Chronicle but I will be completely excluded. There will be no hit piece for me just you. So
3: that was, I give you an you early that,
0: congratulations no. on the achievement.
2: That was one of the things I was going to point out. I was like I have a, you know, a profitable but still growing business on which my family depends. It's like, you know, that, that's the you you can get your hit piece. I'm not sure I want it, but then, you know, they had a few cameras out and my thoughts yeah. were well, if if they're going to go through the work of like identifying me by my image in you know a town of fifty thousand people, you know that I figure that's well beyond their commie worth ethic, ethics anyway. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you said we shouldn't try to find out who any of them are, but you can with facial recognition software. is All I'm saying. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> leave it yeah, to. Yeah, well, pause. thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for the time to kind of clarify a couple points, and it was an entertaining evening. I'm glad that I was able to uh, to contribute. Uh, and, and give some quality stuff for Yeah, uh, what for a shit channel, show.
1: So. Good work, both of you. Thanks, yeah, man. we will uh, speak to you soon. Appreciate it. Yeah. These people, God.
0: Yeah, we'll see if there's any uh, anything to come, but so far I've not seen any sort of reporting in the local paper. As far as I'm aware, there was no reporter on the scene. I didn't see anyone who was obviously media or anything like that. I, I, I think like what, how
1: the cops were, had, kind of had this attitude of like, ah, oh, seriously, we have to do this.
0: Like, you could see there was a, th- that moment where the guy accused, the host accused me of being uninvited. And I said, well, wait, this is a public event. And also I, I asked to speak and you said, yes, how is that uninvited? <laughs> and he pauses because he has no answer to that. If you look at the police officer's face, he's kind of looking down at the ground like, what the, f- why Wrong am I line here? of
1: work. Yeah. yeah.
0: Although I'm sure you'd rather be as a police officer, you'd rather be handling that than some crime in progress or something. But um, but yeah, what crime Uh,
1: in progress
0: there? There aren't a lot. We have maybe one murder a year in this town. And the last one was an illegal killing another illegal. I think that was a few months (laughs) ago.
1: Well, taking care of business, I guess. Yeah, probably shouldn't (laughs) charge that guy with a crime. We should just deport him
0: uh anyway we'll get uh, back to the call-in show as usual appreciate your patience with a little bit of an aside and our first uh caller tonight outside of my friend ron is zola zola are you there
4: good evening can
0: you hear Hi. me yes sir yeah. thanks for your patience what's on your mind
4: yeah no problem uh so talking about you know the faults of our elders i wanted to bring up you know the <laughs> positives okay uh, and talk more about uh like family history no oh, okay Sure, do you I mean, need is, uh, oh, Sorry, sorry. Go, ahead. go ahead No,
0: you, you go ahead Elaborate uh,
4: Matt, I, I know you're studying the uh, I, I think you're doing the New Testament In your Bible study, I haven't watched but, Yeah, we're We're, uh,
0: we're, um, I've been meaning to we're most of the way through John's Gospel at this point huh. But we've been working on that since June So it's been a, a long discussion Of John's Gospel for the better part of a year
4: I don't know how you're fa- how uh, like Familiar you are With Old Testament the last the very last two verses and i'll I'll, I'll go ahead and read these uh, this is Malachi 4 uh, 5 and 6 and it says uh, behold I will send you elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the chi- and the heart of the children to their fathers lest they come and smite the earth with a curse hmm. so i've I really like how you know the like this ancient book gets left off with this quote about you know the spirit of elijah like in the last days like coming to the earth and like promoting us to like reach reach back in time and like actually learn our family history i I think you know this is a this is a false tradition we picked up from from the greeks of like you know your your ancestors don't matter like if you if you actually read through the Old Testament, a lot of the books start out with like, you know, this whole like paragraph of like, this is my father, and this is his father, and this is where I. Oh came yeah, from. yeah,
1: yeah, exhaustively.
4: <laughs> exhaustively, but it's it's such a beautiful thing that our culture is, has unfortunately lost.
1: Lost, yeah. Well, I think it's you Americans. Know, I, think- I, I don't know that it's necessarily something we've picked up from other cultures, but Americans specifically. Um, have no interest in, in tracing their heritage back pre, I don't know, 1600, really, or whenever their their ancestors came here. It's like, it doesn't matter. It just started when people got to America, for American.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, even if you, you know, just go back within the American history, there's tons and tons of, like, family history stories, interesting things that they've done that have really, like, changed my perspective and honestly like changed how i view myself you know
1: yeah did you do ancestry.com
4: uh ancestry.com yeah and then um you know just going back and like talking even uh, you know with my parents about even their parents you know just family stories too
1: yeah yeah ancestry has so much information i couldn't even believe i was able to trace one of my lines back to 1100
0: wow yeah, that's is really it, uh, that's really fortunate is it affordable yeah. to get uh their their service or whatever yeah of you pay monthly offer? how much it does is it cost?
1: A, i think it's 40 dollars a month but it is like a lot of work like i've i've spent hundreds of hours putting together my my ancestors you
0: have so they provide the the resources the but you have to do the you work you have to do it yeah oh okay
1: Um, but I don't know, it was, it was really helpful for like my sense of self and something I will say is if you're, I could only trace one family line on my mom's side back to the 1100s. And that's because they were Royal and had good record keeping, but everybody else, all the poor people in my family, it's like they died, and were buried in a mass grave and nobody even knows what their children's names were. Hmm. And so those all stopped in like 700, 1700 around there. And then I couldn't find anything. So if you have one royal family member, there will be good record keeping, yeah. it, but it's really hard to get back to those, those early records.
0: I have more interest in that stuff now that I'm starting to build my own family, of course. And now that I'm getting old enough to see myself becoming my dad,
1: you which, should do it. Which
0: you is really interesting. Should. Yeah. It, When you, when you become a father, well, it's, it's, it works both ways. I see myself becoming my dad and then I look <laughs> at every little development of my son and I think. You know, again, it's the Spider-Man meme. It's like you're exactly. me. I can see you doing me things. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, I know and it's really weird.
0: A lot of that is uh, habits that you learn through behavior. I'm sure, but there's a certain genetic programming to that that is just unavoidable. There's no, yep. there's no getting around that.
1: Yep. Totally.
4: You know, it's really helped out too. Uh, whenever I'm fi- like, you know, just not feeling the best, just having you know negative thoughts. Uh, to just think back about like what what they really did, like one of my ancestors literally, you know, built a road. Like uh, he owned a bunch of property. Like it's you know, I I I go up there sometimes. It's it's a huge subdivision now, but it's like, you know, we did not come from immigrants. Like we we came from colonizers. You know, we came from pioneers. Like like there was there was nothing here.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And then you see um like how many children survived my ancestor. There would be like. A woman in 1600 who came over on one of the earliest ships. She had 11 children, and like three survived. Yeah, it was just terrible. I like, can you imagine. Like, I can't imagine losing one child. I can't. I can't imagine what it would be like to lose more than half of your children. What a nightmare.
0: Well, once you have 11, I think you lose count at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many are supposed to be here? Nine, ten. Yeah, I really. forget. Yeah.
1: Only three of you were left. <laughs> <been>. <laughs> All
0: right. Any uh, last thoughts from you, Zola?
4: Well, yeah. I just wanted to return back to uh, this this uh, scripture, Malachi. You know, if we don't like, as it says, um, he will smite the earth with a curse. So I, I feel like this is a a duty, a commandment we really don't think about. You know, we we owe it to our, not only ourselves but like our our ancestors who have gone oh, before yeah. us,
1: yeah, who lived to, to much more for difficult lives. Care.
4: Yeah, yeah. A lot but we can learn from them.
0: Thank you for the thoughts and the perspective. Appreciate it.
4: Thank you, guys. Have a good night.
1: Bye
0: bye. Think about those themes of a, a complete life well lived, and and how parenthood and family and children and all that fits into it. It's like the, there are not a lot of feelings better than making your parents proud. One of those might be being proud of your kids. You know, as that as that oh, circle yeah. of life completes. Not to be completely cliche with my metaphors, but those are experiences that can't be replicated through anything else. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of, uh, you know, vacation time. There's no amount of cool hobbies or hot chicks or whatever that, that is more satisfying than that sort of experience.
1: I know. I know. Yep. It's like the culmination of all of your, all of your work and effort. People acting like, or, or they always act like you just like pop out a kid. Yeah. And it, it's just, but you, you put so much time and energy <laughs> into just them. The- just today, yeah. I
0: had a, a package in the mailbox, and um, and so I told my wife, "I'm going to run down to the mailbox and get this." And she says, well, "Why don't you take him with you?" And I thought, "Yeah, why don't I?" And and I and for the first time, he was able to walk the equivalent of like maybe two city blocks with me down to the mailbox and back, and yeah. uh, and that's so cool to see. But then you sort of realize, well, that the era of crawling around and <laughs> he's he's. A degree beyond helpless at this point. Like he had, he I, could I run away if he wants to. If he wanted
1: and, to, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you so, what Emmeline said the other day? I'll tell a quick story and then we'll take the next call. All right. My husband went to get a beer. He was sitting on the couch. Went to get a beer. He came back. Emmeline was in a spot, and he goes, "That's my seat, Emmeline," and she goes, "It's my seat now."
0: <laughs> See, these are the moments of parental pride that I'm talking about. If- <laughs> It's like how I how I hope my son said no the other day. In that case, she did. She said a, a sophisticated form of no. That's very advanced. Oh yeah,
1: and then yeah. she like didn't move. She was like drinking her little sippy cup. She's yeah,
0: like, that's good. We'll see. Uh, well, we'll see how long the attitude lasts before you have to figure out some discipline strategies.
1: Oh, we're there. I don't know. Godspeed. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Peaceful parenting. I I do it. But I'm really struggling like she's been making me so mad lately. I'm having a hard time dealing with it.
0: Yeah, I've mentioned that too. where uh, uh, the spot I'm in where he's old enough to kind of misbehave a little bit and get it. But he's he's not even verbal yet. Like I can't punish him. But at the same time, I can't allow him to bite like, you know, bite me or scratch me or something like that. So if he keeps doing it, I have to somehow get it into his head that he, he can't. I know. And so that's sort of a struggle. But. Anyway, it's
1: a whole thing. Parenting. No one really knows what they're doing. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. Much like everything else in life. It, it's an illusion <laughs> that people out yeah. there are actually, quote unquote, experts at anything. They're all just making it up as they go for the most part.
1: That's totally true.
0: Drift Rock. Are you there?
5: Uh, yes, I am. Hi. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I was going to say something about uh January sixth, the date that will live in mendacity. But I've decided I'm I'm over well, it. Well, you just know can't, I can't
0: give this, a crap. This is mostly an audio show, uh, but I do still. Oh, has the battery? Ex- no, it's still good. Although my camera's not picking it up, <laughs> it is flickering for me. But my camera is not showing it for some reason. Anyway, I have my candle to remember January sixth for you.
5: <laughs> um. Uh, I I I should, since it's been a while, mention my uh, YouTube nom de guerre. I'm, um, um, uh, Esoterica Unbound. That's right. Oh, hi.
0: Thank you hi. for all, uh, all um, your chatting and all your show support. Appreciate it. W-
5: well, you're more than welcome. Uh, you guys are pretty much it for, for, for entertainment anymore. I, I just can't bring myself to watch most of the stuff on, on like Netflix or o- o- almost anything.
1: Mm. I but, know. Uh, yeah, I hear you.
5: But I, I, I. I, I have to be there every Sunday, but I haven't been there the last couple Sundays because I, I uh, you know went went back back home for the holidays, of course, and then I had another family thing going on this past week. But uh, I, was, I was thinking about why it is um, uh, you guys fascinate me so much. Um, other than I'm a you know a boomer and there's not much left in life, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I have no no you could be
1: beating people with canes, don't you know?
0: Yeah, I have a handful of boomer emails in my inbox right now apologizing on behalf of your generation for that video. And I'm thinking, I'm a millennial. okay? yeah, like
1: like, we don't have our duds. Come on.
0: Yeah. So you don't feel like don't don't feel like boomers are uh, the only generation that has a few flaws.
5: But but I. I. I used to think that, like the the whole point of the Matt and Blonde show was that Matt Matt would uh, you know um, dazzle us with all of his uh, reasoning and and how um, you know thoughtful and even tempered he was, and then Blonde was just there as eye candy and, <laughs> and for the, for the black humor. Well, but, but then but then yeah. you started doing this 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 movie review thing, and I. I've I've started to wonder if I don't have it complete. I didn't have it completely backwards,
1: but mm. I'm the is, substantive one and have been yeah, all yeah. along.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you're the they the this the and golly here and that Matt is just sort of this not quite perfected AI that. Yes, Matt does that, all that, the work and also is purely ornamental.
0: I am a replicant. <laughs> That's the greatest irony. <laughs> yep. In all yep. of this, my hatred for Blade yep. Runner is just so you don't uncover my secret.
5: <laughs> I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say, uh, watching you, uh, you know, do uh, some of these reviews, uh, like in particular the one of um, of uh, Flight of the Phoenix, yeah. reminded me of that early scene in Blade Runner where they're they're you know going to figure out he's a replicant because he can't. He he can't figure out what's going on in their stories. Right. I'm like, okay, uh, I I I I I think blonde should take comfort in the fact that she's in another state, so she, you won't throw her through the wall like uh, <laughs> uh, happened in Blade Runner. Well, yeah. I, really. Yeah. I don't know who's but,
0: gonna th- who's gonna throw who through the through the wall. Well, I'm Is that weak, phrased correctly? Get of- yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, if you if you get the the energy and the adrenaline harness, there might be. A chance,
1: you make me so mad with the movie reviews that I might be able to conjure some like lift a car off my child, yeah, yeah, That's energy, yeah. yeah,
5: last and, week. And and I have to say, uh, uh, I, I think you must have gotten more out of your education, at Mizzou, than you thought because, um, I, I, I think, uh, just about every review you've given has been spot on. I mean, um, you, you, you know. What about I liken myself Park? a
1: cinephile. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park sucks my balls. Fight me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, Esoteric not...
0: Unbound. What's your Jurassic Park opinion? What? What's that? What's your Jurassic Park take? Is it actually a um, one?
5: No, no. It oh, was. Okay. It was, I, I'd give it a two or a three. I mean, it 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 it, it was. It was wrong in all the predictable ways. I mean, yeah,
1: you're probably right about that. I gave it a one mostly because there's something inside of me that wants to rage against things that are inexplicably popular and like overdo it a little bit. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever, I've ever seen. It's just like been so hyped up. In the but culture. that's exactly
0: how I feel about these quote unquote classic movies where it's a bunch of the equivalent of IPA drinkers sitting around talking about how much they like this when they know they don't. Nobody sits around nobody sits down and thinks, hey, let's all gather around for a movie tonight. I know Flight of the Phoenix. Nobody, Are you serious? No. Nobody's no. ever my, done that. Nobody my brother and I that. do
1: that. We do okay. that like every week. My husband Wait. and I too.
0: You watch Flight of the Phoenix.
1: Yes, or and we the equivalent, watch... like
0: nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties era movies.
1: Although yes, you do totally. like rear
0: window to be one
1: of my favorite movies so two weeks ago we watched um uh what i pick it at hanging rock and then we watched walkabout which is a fantastic movie and we watched all movies from the from the 70s uh yeah totally we just we like it it's good for the marriage we have something to talk about and the ideas of the movies has not this been good for your relationship
0: these are the same people who say they love imperial ipas at the hipster bar (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, hipsters got some things right,
0: like
1: beard culture and coffee
0: and you know, bikes. You know what else I watched over the break, and this is completely unrelated, except for it's a movie, and I wanted to take the opportunity to tell you that I watched it because otherwise I'll forget. Because we watched northman but we also watched the uh the Alpine Meadows Avalanche documentary that you were talking told
1: about. You what did you like it?
0: Um yeah, was, I was actually completely unaware of the incident, and I've been too, to Alpine yeah. Meadows before. The last time was like 2011, and it was a crazy snowstorm. But I and I snowboarded there, but I had no idea the avalanche danger there and the avalanche. Can you history.
1: believe that bitch survived?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but, uh,
1: so lucky. I thought it was fantastic.
0: I think it's called Buried. If people want to check it out, something it like is. that. Um yeah. I don't mean to hijack your call, Mister Driftrock, but did you have uh, a? <laughs> you have any other thoughts before we let you go?
5: W- well, um, um I, I've got uh, two questions for you guys uh, uh-huh. since we're on the topic of the mo- movies. S- so following up on the on, on the uh, statement about rear window, Matt, Matt, yeah. what did you think when you saw that first scene in rear window when he's looking at all the windows out the, uh, uh, you know, uh, adjoining the alley behind his apartment?
0: I did don't it- know that I had a distinct thought in my head. I remember thinking okay. this looks kind of to me, it looked kind of fake in the way that an old movie would like, it looked like a Hollywood yeah. set as opposed to a real
5: it, it, it was, it urban was like setting. A it was, yeah, maybe it was, it was gorgeous. I mean, it, it uh, they, they, he was laying out the entire story there in front of you. It, it, that, and the that,
1: set, especially for the time period was so good and intricate. Yeah, and, yeah.
5: Yeah. And, and, and now blonde, since we've kind of set you up for this, did you ever get around to watching, um, uh, the quiet man. No, you, quiet. you have to watch that movie. It's, it's, a, it it's, it's a, it's another great movie from the fifties.
1: Oh, I was thinking and, you guys and, did and, tell me to watch. This is the John Wayne one, right? That, that did yep. the, the showing recently.
5: Um, uh, y- yeah, yeah, it, it did. And, it, no,
1: it, I haven't. I was thinking you were talking about a serious man, which is also a fantastic. No,
5: movie. no, you, you, you should watch. I, I, I unless I'm mistaken, uh, um and let unless you've led me astray, I think you'll love it. I, okay. I, th- I think there's a lot of things in the movie that will will resonate with you.
1: Okay, I'll watch it with my husband and, and report back oh, to you. Oh,
5: by all means, you gotta watch it with your husband.
1: Yeah, he loves John Wayne, yep.
5: <laughs> um um and uh anyway, uh yeah, yeah. I I uh uh I, I'm all, all, all I can, all I can attribute uh, Matt's problems to, are the maybe the toxic impact of all that sports ball. <laughs> uh, I think well, the gayness may have, you know, gotten to him or something. No, the I think he's susceptible
1: of... to nostalgia. I think that's what yeah. this is
5: about. Yeah.
0: I think there is some truth to that, that if you haven't seen a movie from a certain era and then you watch it now, that whatever magic it had at the time is probably diminished. I think that's certainly fair to say. Yeah, but, but I
1: wasn't born in the 50s and I still loved Rear Window, but but I watched it when I was a child for the first time. So there's still a that could be a factor, movie, too. Yeah.
0: Um, as far as as far as Blade Runner, I mean, that that's there's just no excuse for liking that movie as far as I'm concerned. I don't <laughs> care what era you're from. Well... But,
5: I, I mean, Matt, uh, I'll, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to to agree with you a little. I I think uh, in my view, Blade Runner hasn't held up. I mean, it's 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 not a terrible movie, um, uh, but a lot of I think the adoration it it got back in the day and probably still has is because of the way it looks. I mean, the story itself, um, you know, is kind of thin. Um, it, uh, but, but, but the look, especially when you saw it in the theater, it just really was, was amazing. Well,
0: I will take your word for it because I felt <laughs> like the opposite when I watched it. This looks <laughs> like really outdated crap to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for, uh, the call and your insight, your well, kind words, and of well. course your support for the show. I appreciate it. Have a good night.
6: Okay. You too.
0: Okay, we are at the bottom of the hour, so we do need to take a chat break. For on DLive, LJ, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, let's get into Tippy and YouTube. Susan WikiWiki Wiki is back in the chat. What does she have to say? She says, I will let you speak uncensored in return for a date with Blonde. Will you do that one? Wiki, 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 Wiki. Who was the last date offer? Can't remember. There was someone else soliciting a date in the in the chat.
1: Some gentile man. Was hmm. it Mel Gibson?
0: No, it was someone undesirable. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. We'll uh we'll have to we'll have to consider that offer. Jeff Sloat says, please send this money to Matt's wife. She's going to need it after the AARP <laughs> suicides him. <laughs> they are. I powerful. hope you live
1: a long life, but if that's how you died, it it'd be kind of funny. Uh
0: yeah, the eventual actual hit piece by the elderly uh, as in killed by them would be I suppose uh, fitting I don't know <laughs> uh, so far no threats received though match shirt I'm so black it's cultural appropriation to wear me uh, the, the, if you're listening later I'm just wearing a plain black t-shirt but it is a rich dark black I suppose Chris the trucker Started supporting both of you through the website today. The Bozeman crowd gave me Antifa in 50 years uh, vibes. Well, thank you for supporting the channel. Appreciate that very much. And yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe blonde's right and it's a bunch of acid dropping hippies left over from the 60s. Or maybe the Antifa people who are tearing up Portland and Seattle now when we (laughs) flash forward 30, 40, 50 years, this is what they'll be like. Uh, G-I-A-R, which I'm never sure how to pronounce, so I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. What's up, my jagas? 1923, Spencer, make it home. I have not seen this week's episode yet. We might watch it tonight after the stream, but I don't know what's going on in the fourth episode of 1923.
1: It's so good. This is the most romantic love story.
0: So it picks up, you say. The Africa story gets better.
1: The Africa story is, has always been the best plot line. No, Do- I, I love this um, this love story. But if they could just drop this Indian girl.
0: does she? Ret- do they do a lot of Indian story stuff in the fourth episode?
1: Yeah, and it pisses me off because Ugh. Jennifer Ely plays the main nun, and she is like a world-class actress that played Elizabeth Bennet in my beloved BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. And so to see her be this like stereotypical mean Irish nun getting mouthed off to by a no-forehead Indian, I'm like, this is bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I'll catch up tonight after the stream. Uh, WV bear West Virginia bear I assume appreciate both of your consistently based takes interested in checking out Matt's Bible study well thank you and uh yeah you're welcome to it is much like <laughs> much like uh, a January 6th vigil at the Gallatin County courthouse it is open to the public and you're welcome to participate there is information for how to do that on the Bible study page of the website you can find that linked on the homepage media.com by the way don't know if you've heard and um. You can check out the Bible study page to get that info. The The Bible study is Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you'd like to participate live and they are, we have a discussion. It, it's usually it's, the format is about a half hour to 40 minutes of a lesson. And then we do 20 minutes to 30 minutes of discussion. So that's how it usually goes. You're welcome to participate in the discussion. And if you can't make that time, it's also available as a podcast feed. If you'd just like to listen to it passively. So uh, that's all on the Bible study page as well. Thank you, Mr. Bear. Uh, Caleb Geese. Blonde, I would love to see you interview Radha from Submissive Wife Happy Life. PSU and Matt have a lot of fans in the domestic discipline world.
1: Oh, yeah. We talked about this years ago. Like um, like wives getting spanked for various reasons by their husband, but it being like a consensual, non-sexual
0: thing. Hmm. A disciplinary And when you say spank, you mean quite literally a smack on the butt in a disciplinary way.
1: Yeah, he'll put you over his knee. Wow. Like, I understand this. if it's sexual.
0: (laughs) If it's. uh, uh, I'm trying to think of how to do this in a disciplinary way that would not be hilarious. (laughs) Like, How do you make it serious? Uh, But maybe maybe I'm I shouldn't. I shouldn't dismiss the domestic discipline people. They probably know something. I don't honestly, you, if Caleb. this is
1: good for your relationship, I don't know. Maybe I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't know the, what to the, say. the
0: trick is she just has to obey all the time. And then discipline is never necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Orr always got to be careful with Logan. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: no. Uh,
0: no. <laughs> Logan or says, I hope one day when I have kids, they hate, fill in the blank
1: come on
0: that's uh that's that is a lot of hate in that heart
1: i can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart
0: besht kioni sorry for mispronunciation dealing with an ornery little two-year-old myself definitely takes after her mother thanks for taking it to the olds matt well thank you for uh, your support for the show appreciate that very much i certainly um
3: we love you you're very special. I
0: did not intend to take it to the olds when I set out on Friday night. That's just what happened.
3: You don't
1: even um, know it was going to be mostly old people. Did I you? had
0: no idea. I didn't know who the host was. I didn't know who would be there. And uh, then you have a
1: bunch of old people.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it is a bunch of you.
0: Just a couple more. And uh, we'll get back to the calls here Two, death. Three, Matt, have you watched uh, the TV series called hell on wheels and blonde? Have you watched a miniseries on Amazon called the man in the high castle? I've never heard of it let alone seen it. So I, I don't know anything about I it.
1: I haven't I I've heard mixed reviews from my Nazi friends. So I don't know what to make <laughs> of it though. It's like if Hitler won the war.
0: Oh, really? That's uh the man in the high, that's the premise of the man in the high castle. Yeah. The uh the cane man, that was my favorite quote from him. What's your organization? The Nazi Party? <laughs> I got to go get <laughs> I meant to go get those the sound bites today for show purposes cuz I need that Aww. and I need um the chicken wing lady you're an asshole when then she does that little dance yeah. and then what was the other one? <laughs> oh, of course uh, eat shit and die I need to save yeah. that one too Yeah GIAR says uh this x fucks 50s and 60s I uh oh oh 30s it you're saying you don't like the 50s and 60s era movies 30s is the golden film era plus 40s Hmm. do you agree with that or is that a controversial statement? I don't
1: know I'm not super familiar with movies from the 30s hmm.
0: I am certainly the wrong person to ask about that although my opinion generally breaks down to if it's old it sucks <laughs> mostly <laughs> trying to can I, I'm seriously trying to think of one of the older movies that we've watched that I loved there's got to be a couple I don't think I've hated them all but I can't <laughs> think of one off the top of my head so I'll leave it there thank you guys for the chats we will come back in a half hour or so, twenty um, minutes. I guess. I'll
1: have to just circle back with you.
0: Meatily is up next. Meatily, are you there? Meedly. Hello. Yes, sir. What's on your mind?
3: Hey guys. Hey Matt. I wanted to. I wanted to throw something your way. Um, sure. You've been you've been throwing a lot of conspiracy theories out about this whole, you know, voting. All these inconsistencies in voting. And you know, the answer is really simple. You see, I know what's going on. I listened to this guy named Ben Shapiro. <laughs>
4: well,
0: what, what are the inconsistencies in voting?
3: Well, he said, well, no, I just, I'm just gonna say, you know, as far as like all these, uh, these votes showing up in the middle of nowhere, you know, in, in the middle of the night, pipes bursting, stuff like that.
5: Yeah. You know, it,
3: it, it's, a really, it's a, really simple, a really simple excuse is that is that you need candidates of quality, right? So oh. now, Oz, Dr. Right. Oz, he may be a board-certified cardiothoracic surgeon, you know, but he kind of sucks. So we need, on the conservative side, we need like a John Fetterman. I know. The... Or like a Raphael Warnock. Or yeah, exactly. uh, Stacey Abrams. Yes. Yeah.
0: There's, a, there's, a, there's a great clip of Stacey Abrams I saved for Sunday because she went on Drew Barrymore's show. And I know this is slightly unrelated, so I don't mean to to hijack your time here immediately, but I'll I'll be quick. Um, And and Drew Barrymore asked her, I forget what they're talking about, relationships or something. Stacey Abrams tells this story about how 20 or so years ago when she was a young Stacey Abrams, that that she was dating a man who told her, I can't be with you because you want too much and you're going to end up alone and sad. And then she told this story about ever since then, I've maintained a spreadsheet of all of my accomplishments and I it turned out pretty good. So I sure showed him and all the responses are no, no, no. Correct diagnosis. He, that guy was spot on. Whoever he is out there really dodged the a yeah. bullet. Good for him. And she, so she's still alone listing all her accomplishments. By the way, lady, your list of political accomplishments is pretty uh, is pretty short. Might be unwise. Yeah, what has she ever
1: done? Yeah,
0: she she's well, she well, was she, in the state house or senate, and yeah, and she's lost her governor bids. But I'll I'll leave the rest of that discussion to Sunday. I just thought the clip was hilarious.
3: No, I'm just kidding. I was just giving you a shit. But um, hey, I, I, I saw your video today about that about that January sixth vigil yeah. <laughs> vigil you attended. Man, I, I have no idea how you how you kept your composure, man. I would have flipped the fuck out on those communists.
1: Oh, I know. Um, because he knew it was oh gonna be God, bad yeah. for the for the video. Also, he's very even tempered. You didn't lose your shit on any of those abortion activists at um the RNC either. Um or Daryl Lamont Jenkins.
0: No, no, although nope. I will admit and I feel kinda I, I don't know what the word is. I feel bad because when I got up to speak, I was admittedly nervous. And
1: it's okay. It it's was all- a public speaking event
0: yeah but like speaking in front of a bunch of olds like i i i I, listening back i think it was fine it's not like some incredible speech it it did what it had to do that's fine but in the moment i had this kind of nervousness rushing through me and that lets me know that i need to do this a little bit more when i have more opportunity because speaking on the internet is completely different than standing in front of a crowd of people but even if they're not particularly threatening there's something about saying stuff that you know the audience is going to hate that just kind of gets that adrenaline rushing a little bit so it (laughs) got me it made me it made me nervous for a couple minutes
3: yeah no i i thought you did a pretty commendable job um yeah it's just yeah we can't share a country with these fucking people man i i have no idea it's shit's gonna get real um they keep trying to shut down like any kind of dissent And they think it's gonna stop a problem, you know. People like, you know, like shit, shit posters. You know, like people like Gavin McInnes and Owen Benjamin, Salty Cracker. They're they're pressure release valves, and if you start removing them before you know it, you're gonna get this freaking you know, you're going to get this pipe bomb or something of, of right-wing violence and it's going to get really fucking bad. Well, yeah. That, so, I don't know.
0: My wife and I were talking about this and I, of course I wouldn't say it at the event. And if I were to say something, I'd be very careful in qualifying it because it's not necessarily advocacy. It's just diagnosis in the way that you're saying, but it's like, if you people keep treating people in the way that you are and hijacking public places in, within the city to call people who disagree with you evil and try to run them out of public places, you want a January sixth? You're going to get a January sixth if you keep doing this shit. I'm not threatening that. I'm just saying, treat That's people point, this though. way. You're going to get that sort yep. of reaction eventually.
3: Yep, and they're not going to be unarmed. I'll tell you that fucking much. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. This whole January sixth thing is just completely absurd. Um, well, and you and know, they, if, if when if, they were if, an, an unarmed insurrection by the by the most heavily armed population in the U.S. I mean, y- yeah, it is so stupid. It's so absurd. You know, they're, 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 they don't actually think it was an insurrection. They're just using it and well, that was disseminating the, it, you know, amongst idiots.
0: That was one of the points they took issue with. As I said, an insurrection, an actual insurrection does not result in overwhelmingly low level misdemeanor charges. And they got all pissed off about mm-hmm. that. And when the first speaker was finished, they're singing their stupid song. We shall overcome. What the hell do you have to overcome? There's, yeah. There is nothing <laughs> oppressing you right now. You're not facing any sort of challenge or oppressive force in your life. There's nothing to overcome. Go about your business. But they they have to. They have to. And by the way, they sang the whole damn thing. All the verses of we shall overcome it went on and on and on. Oh, really? I'm I'm the one who took too much time. You bastards sang a cringe song for five minutes. Shut the hell up. I know. Uh,
3: Yeah. I don't know. I'm really. But see, even, even if like we did the same thing about like the 2020 like riots, I I'd feel absurd doing that. Like getting together and having a vigil and singing about it, I'd be like, it didn't yeah. affect me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna cry about it. It's like these people have no sense of shame. You're right. They need to be shamed. They need to be embarrassed. They need to be humiliated, and ultimately, they need to be removed from society in, in a polite, nonviolent way.
1: Yeah, but they don't. They don't have the same kind of shame that uh, that the average sensitive, smart self-actualized person has like there's nothing yeah, that true. skag could have said to these people where they would be like i'm so ashamed like it just no they're they just so, write it they're off so they're like convinced you're racist of their own so.
0: righteousness there's nothing yeah. there's yeah. basically nothing you can say or information you can present them
3: yep yeah but yeah I, I i thought matt you did a pretty good job and you were a lot more respectful and uh and even-handed than than i would have been but uh yeah i I commend your self-restraint
0: just wait till next year i was telling blonde and my my wife and i've decided if this happens again next year um we're gonna go and since we tried polite we're not doing that we're gonna do a justice for ashley babbitt counter demonstration Mm -hmm. wearing giant trump masks (laughs) dancing across the street laughing at them pointing the whole time it's like i tried being nice i guess we're gonna try another another method
3: kind of like alex stein show up with uh with Alex Stein. I, I'll just email <laughs> yeah. him
0: and say, what, what do you charge? Okay. Uh, I will figure out a, a way to get you fl- flown into Bozeman. All right. Well, I'll pay you a fee yeah. and you just go down there and do your yeah. Alex Stein thing and I'll roll the camera.
3: Yep, Deal? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All
0: right.
3: I, I have no idea how, how he does that. He's just, he's a God when it comes to confronting people and saying shit to their face. I, I don't know how he does that. Oh, yeah. I think and, he thinks it's funny. It's yeah. No,
0: you got true. that gene or you but don't. The, and I don't have that.
3: But yeah, yeah, they, so the thing is, they actually spit on him though, like yeah. you know, they spit on him and they throw stuff at him. That's when I would lose my shit. I would punch them in the fucking face.
1: It got kind of heated he with um with uh Eye Patch McCain though. That was the only
3: time oh, yeah. that he looked physical
0: like with off. him. Yeah,
1: but he looked Alex Stein looked.
0: Yeah, pissed. I think that's because they kind of roughed him up a little bit. Yeah. Oh. I, Patch mccain his official okay. name now i I've, sorry, i wasn't I fair it. to I, Patch mccain on sunday because I, Patch mccain apologized for his terrorist commentary and i didn't see it until after the stream so perhaps i, I have to shit he, he did apologize on cnn state of the union or something like that
3: okay ben shapiro <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right anything else from you
3: nope that's all guys You're an so it's hard to all right say hi and uh that's pretty much it but talk to you later love you guys have a great night <laughs> Bye. bye you're an asshat.
0: Uh who's up next? Uh Putin, not Putin, but Poutine. Hello. Hello. What's up guys?
7: How's Hi. it going? What's in your it's... mind? Um I wanted to start out by saying I would not be able to hold my composure like that. It's impressive.
0: Well, uh, we'll see if I can graduate to going to an uh, an Antifa rally in Portland, then uh, we'll test my composure. How about that?
7: Oh, I don't think there's composure. There's only escape. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so have you ever heard of the like, has anybody ever asked you stupidly, like, how many kids could you take in a fight? <laughs> Like how many how many five year olds could you take in a fight?
0: People if you have you?
1: called in to ask us that. Yeah, we've definitely okay. had
7: that chatted
0: a few times. I think. I I
1: think I'm that's thinking a like question. three tops. Seriously. I don't know. Well, my my Jesus. daughter has like retard strength. I don't know. It's like five kids, like my my daughter. Okay. Yeah. I don't
7: know. Okay. Well, I have a kind of a remix on that question that makes it a little more relevant and a little. Very slightly less because five year olds aren't Antifa. So, how many elderly people waving candles in your face? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you let, had to defensively, just a um, number.
0: If they do, I is it just me or do I get my friend too? Like, if they had gotten crazy, well, do it's I no, no, it it's, it's
1: just it's you. you, but everyone has a cane, including you, including a me. cane and
7: a candle
0: and a candle. You could light
1: the cane on fire uh, yeah, yeah. and swing I'm it about. Gonna,
0: <laughs> I'm going to be bold and say I could take five of those guys.
1: Okay. Yeah.
7: All
0: right. Depends, though. Some of them were like, some of them were. Like, a couple of the guys seemed kind of out of it. Like, maybe you are too old. Certainly not all of them, though. They were not. They were not senile. They so were As not, long
7: as none of them are packing. They just had canes and uh, well,
0: I don't know. I mean, Certainly in this instance, nothing ever got anything close to threatening or violent enough for that sort of situation to develop. Uh, Let's
7: just be honest that everybody, uh, hopes that that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Of course, this is a, this is
0: a exercise in fun. This is free uh, speech. Well, yeah, exactly. It has to be factual though. Keep it factual, please.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a story that came out today, uh, it might be a story of hoax hate. We're not sure. There's not much information. But a bunch of... Uh, it sounded, It sounds like maybe parents, but adults, went into a school. I'm not going to say where the school is, but uh, a bunch of parents went into the school. Uh, supposedly, there was a fight between two students, and the uh, police ended up getting called, and they arrested... A bunch of adults and one juvenile okay they haven't released any information on it so is it a the i'll tell you what my thought is afterwards is it a angry parents because pervy gender and drawn and androgynous teachers are corrupting kids is it b because of some sort of sexual assault or c Garboons being garboons.
1: What are garboons? Is
0: that a racial slur?
7: I don't know. It's something that my dad always said, so I I think I have to look this up. Oh yeah.
0: Oh oh, wow. This this is that's uh. It is this is uh, something close to. uh, He he said the n word. word. Yeah.
1: Wait, did you say this is a high school, middle school?
7: Uh, it was technically. Oh shoot. Uh. Well, I'm not from Texas, so I guess I never heard that before. It was just just my dad. What's well, <laughs> <laughs> it all the time?
0: Uh, you know, here, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I thought it was okay. So you're saying the slur is garboon? There is a guboon viper, not a garboon viper, but a guboon viper.
7: Well, I don't know.
0: That's the sound it's of a never been gaboon viper.
7: Ah, okay. So can't
1: believe I've never heard of this.
7: So I, I okay, literally it just, thought it was just something he's made up. No, no, <laughs> but, it's, yeah. it's, uh, no
0: urban dictionary verified, but that's, that's all right. But uh, your
1: dad wrote the urban dictionary article. so
0: <laughs> Let me see. I how I'm know. going
1: with a, I'm going to go with a,
0: well, wait, do you, you're, you're, this is pure speculation or do you know the answer to this?
7: Oh, this is pure speculation oh, because okay. none of the, well, I feel like if it was a or B, you would know the, uh, you would know the, um, It would be a well-known racial thing. But if it's C, then... I mean, everybody is still kind of in the dark. So... Well, both the the
0: sexual assault and maybe a racial component thing would probably be covered up is maybe an aggressive term. But they wouldn't release a lot of details about that. So I could see either. I'd flip a coin between incident in which there are culprits of color and some sort of sexual assault. So I'm going to say... I'm going to go on record and say culprits of color.
3: Mm. Okay.
7: Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Um then uh lastly uh by the way this
0: is Texas the, specific to urban dictionary's definition in Texas they call black people the slang word
1: is yeah. it gab gaboons?
0: Garboon.
1: Oh. Yeah. I've heard of sheboon.
0: And it has three hundred. I, I have heard of that too. Uh, there's three hundred. I've never heard of that one either.
1: Sheepin? oh, that's a good one.
0: There's <laughs> we're going I'll through the up. list. You know, I know we've broken down the list of racial slurs on Wikipedia <laughs> on this show before. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this dates this post was on two thousand four and it's upvoted three hundred and ten times, so somewhat significant.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Um
7: About you not wearing a flannel, I do feel like it's a little <gasps> weird.
1: You're not
0: i I often don't wear flannels on the stream, but in my individual videos exclusively um yeah,
1: I know that I we have met in real life, is... but it was still weird seeing your whole body in that video. by the way
0: i i didn't uh want it was not a point relevant to the video
1: he was so short, I can't believe you didn't mention it
0: proof that I'm not five five or whatever the is. okay that is. guy
1: was like four foot eleven
0: he is he is quite <laughs> short yeah <laughs> he, he um. is.
7: So that is a very, very rich black t-shirt. Most t-shirts don't make it that far in their careers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm done. I'm done. Get
8: out of here. <laughs> thank,
0: thank you for calling in. Have a you
7: good guys night. have a good night. And
0: hey, any call where I learn a new slur, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a good call as far as I'm concerned. That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Let's see. Before the top of the hour, we should have time for one more here. Initial D. Initial D, are you there?
9: Oh, well, I am indeed here.
1: What's on your mind? Mr. D. So I don't hear anything. Do you have them now?
0: Initial D?
9: So, um... Ah, uh, The strike for the cement truck drivers that's happening. I haven't heard anything about that. Actually, actually, it was was a while ago, but the Supreme Court case, where the case got to the Supreme Court about it, they're they're determining just how much us peasants are allowed to strike, I guess. (laughs) I just just found that kind of kind of ironic are but they it made me realize- what's, the,
0: what's the supreme court's role in it is it uh is do they have some relationship with the federal government or or i guess the nlrb the labor board governs all that stuff too though but why is yeah, I that i don't
9: totally know why it's a federal issue i'm guessing huh. because because they're they're a union i don't know if the union has some ties to federal Funds or um, jurisdiction yeah, or something. I'm not entirely sure. Or I if they, yeah, well, I'm, they
0: they have authority over all the collective bargaining with all these labor unions, even if they're private, because of the the National Labor Relations Board, which is its own yeah, thing. I just wonder if that's. I don't know. I, I don't know the that. legal basis. Yeah, but
9: yeah, so I I think it's that. I just I just found that really funny that they're going to tell us how much we're allowed to to riot against our overlords. But um, it made realize like, it's maybe just Blackfield. So thanks, Blond. It's Partially your fault.
0: What's the what? what's the case or the business? I want to look it up while we're talking about it, so I can see if I can understand it a little uh, better. It was con. Did you say it was concrete or something?
9: Yeah, the uh, cement truck drivers. Or, yeah, uh, okay. Th- Glacier Northwest.
0: Yeah, there's some. And... Oh, there's a recent Scotus blog story about it. Uh, cement truck drivers yes. went on strike. A lawsuit by their company may pave the way for restricting workers' rights. Okay. So yeah, I'd have like to read more like, about wait, this, but
9: so I don't know how you mean about cement, but you know, like once it's once it's ready to go, like you you have to set it quickly because like, obviously then it hardens up and it's you know it's actual concrete. You can't mm-hmm. get out anymore. So w- once they load it off in their trucks to deliver it, they all just left like they just turned the trucks off and just walked away so the cement all hardened in the trucks and you know that's a pain in the butt to clean so can you you, kind of a funny and effective strike how could
1: you even clean that
0: yeah i was surprised you can get it out at
9: all well i i assume that they break it up just piece at a time and then just you know scrape it out slowly so, yeah, I know it was expensive. That's why they're being sued is because it, that costs money to fix. Yeah, so, so this
0: wasn't just a strike as in, uh, like, we are withholding our labor. This was actual sabotage No, yeah, sabotage there, actual, of there was actual damage. Yeah. So,
9: yeah, and that, that's why it actually is a somewhat legitimate Supreme Court case. Hmm. But, I mean, I'm not going to give them credit, you know, because fuck the feds. But, <laughs> but it it's, they didn't realize, like, if the Supreme Court just decides or least never realized, what is the role of the Supreme Court? Because right? basically yeah. they just they tell us. Or not? They tell us. They tell the government what they can and can't do. Right? That like the government makes the law. They say yes, you can or can't do this. But maybe realize, like with gun rights, all right? So the Supreme Court says yes, government, you can in fact say or make these laws about guns. W- why? Why can they do that? So like, what's the recourse to that? Because basically, it's it's the feds have investigated themselves and found no wrongdoing. So like, well, what do we what do we do?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the problem with uh, centralizing all this stuff with the federal government, of course. And that's why there's a part of me that that really thinks we should go back to the to the original constitutional design, where the Bill of Rights, all of that, that applies to the federal government. The rest of the, the rest of it is handled in your state. And I understand that that opens up your state to do a bunch of bullshit like they do in California. but yeah, that's fine. At least you can leave, and then the federal government can't crack down and and cram anything down your throat, which. There's a lot to say for that. Um, yeah if I yeah. if I could move to a state and be promised uh, all the sorts of um, freedoms and rights that the Bill of Rights, as it currently stands federally, generally recognizes, I will. I'm willing to to move my family in pursuit of that if I had to, and I'd like to have that option rather than just get screwed by the federal government and their stupid <laughs> decision.
9: Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think people realize just how decentralized and how much power the states are supposed to have over the federal government like i don't think people realize that yes if florida or texas wants to do something you consider to be barbaric yeah they actually they get to do that yes and if you don't think they should then you have to pass an amendment that three-fourths of the states agree to to prevent that otherwise yes they can do whatever the hell they want in that state and people don't realize that just how much power we're supposed to have decentralized yeah except
1: leave the union and uh, then um you can't
9: Apparently you can't do that. So, but yeah, he's, and that's kind of like, like what someone else said earlier on earlier call. Like, we can't live in a country with these people because they don't want that. So, like, I don't, I don't see a way out. I guess, hence the black fill. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I,
1: I agree. Yeah, it's like, what do we do? And so, actually, I was fighting with people on our Telegram about this this week because they were like, she poses no solutions. It's like, listen, we have to accept the terminal diagnosis of this country. And I don't know what the solution is because I'm not a fucking oracle, but we have to like adapt to situations that arise that may give us opportunities to um, to reboot a country like this, but better. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're never going to let us secede. It's, it's never going to happen.
9: Well, that's why I, I called a while ago and I said, like, we just need a, a governor or a, a block of state to just say no. To which yeah. y- y'all responded, well, then the feds are going to come marching in. Like, okay, like, oh no, the feds are going to attack us. Like, as they don't yeah. already do that. Like, what the fuck's the difference? Yeah, it'd just yeah. be a different
0: way of doing it. But I agree that uh, if if a collection of states decided um, we're just not we're opting out of we're opting out of all of it, the IRS, we're opting out of all of your regulations. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not saying
9: yeah, I'm not saying like to truly go rogue and leave the union, but like, yeah, just ask the feds. Like, where where in this document do you have the power to? yeah that's totally true
1: and i don't think they'd be able to mobilize the military not only because they can't do that constitutionally but um
9: wouldn't look good either it'd be terrible optics
1: the i don't think they give a shit about that but like i don't think that a a bunch of Trannies and dykes are gonna like descend on my house and shoot me up or something. Like I'd be careful what is the mil- about that protection?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the gay war is coming. And I know. As, and as much as I I think this is perfectly morally justified to say we don't agree with the premises here anymore, or at least the mutation of them that that you've committed. And so we wish you no ill will. We're just we're going to do our own thing over here. And if you try to come and force stuff on us, we will be forced to defend ourselves. We you uh, wish
1: these people no ill will after all this. Well, I'm
0: saying we, you don't, the whole premise here is not to be aggressive and go after them. It's just to say, bye bye. That's really what you're doing. And Th-
1: that's never going to happen. They're never going once around. in
0: history. And they, they, we know, we know what happened there. And I know people like people will say, well, that's good. Cause we had to abolish the moral ill of slavery. Okay. Uh, we could have that debate but now we're talking about all sorts of other things like transitioning children or making sure that you can't defend your family or mm-hmm. any of the other things that they try to creep on from the federal level. And, uh, <laughs> that, that makes me nervous. I think you're exactly right. They're just saying no and deciding to opt out. We know that's not met with a handshake that is met with the barrel of a gun. And I would expect history to repeat itself.
1: Yeah.
9: Well, that, yeah, that's, that's what I always say. Like in history is just a, a, constant cycle of power centralizing and then and then revolution and then decentralizing yep. like, name you yeah. five times in history where power has peacefully been dispersed
0: oh there so were there are
9: there a few but not very many
0: we reached the perfect amount of central power and it's perfectly stable and uh, prosperity has been achieved yeah, that yeah, doesn't really. happen. Well, and,
9: I, I don't know. I, I always hear just one more lull, fix everything. Just, no, just yeah. one more. Yeah.
0: We're always one short day. One more tax. But,
9: we're always, yeah,
0: but yeah, you're exactly right. Lull. I I That's the concern that I have. Once uh, once it becomes unstable, the, the people who hold the power never have the wisdom to think uh, maybe things would become a little more stable if I surrendered some of this and allowed people a little more autonomy in their lives. No, instead, I'm going to ride this out until the whole thing blows up in my face. And that's...
1: But that's I don't know. Goes. I mean, is that human nature... I think yes. that it's yeah, but but I think that some people can overcome their bad nature through their intellect. Isn't that the entire point of reason and philosophy to try to overcome your baser nature? Like I just don't believe that all men are it, that it's inevitable. Although I asked Tekizinti, so we'll see what he says about this. <laughs> he hasn't but responded the, the, yet. He hasn't responded yet. I'm starting to get worried. Um, and he's not going to that. There not was a rumor that him. he died. Yeah, somebody messaged me that and I looked it up. He's not dead. He's very ill, though.
9: Yeah, I agree. Not all men are like truly just pure evil. But when you centralize power, it only takes one evil man to it now has all the power. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the founders (laughs) were very, very insightful on on human nature, but
1: then you only have to kill one person. That's the thing.
9: Well, but yeah, but the power structure remains. So just the next next man up. So, yeah, it's the it's the problem with like the monarchy. Sure, if you have a good king, like if Christ was king, then yeah, we're, we're fine. But when someone else is king, that's when the problems arise.
1: Yeah, but the argument, I, I think that it's easier to topple a monarchy with an evil king and like 10 evil underlings than it is to, to overcome a government, a, a bureaucratic government with millions of, em- of employees that have no moral core.
5: So oh, it's yeah, like... No, I-
1: we're yeah. totally screwed. I don't I don't know what we can do. It's these mid level government employees that are the bane of my existence. Like I don't care about Joe Biden.
9: Well, yeah, because we we've let it get this big. It never should have gotten this big in the first place. Like we we yeah. should have put the foot down I mean, a century ago. So yeah. yeah. Well, thanks no, for I was just so balling, more, and more out of control. But yeah, yeah. I'm right, was not wasting y'all's time. So no,
0: thanks, guys. no, no, a...
1: no, no. This was a great conversation.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Once yeah. you figure out the proper solution that will not end with uh, gun barrels pointed at our faces, I would like to hear it. Please send it oh, to no. me because no, i been... one. No, oh. it, it, it's, it's right.
9: guns and guillotines. So that's, that's the solution. All
0: right, if you say so. Thank you. Have a good night.
9: Y'all have a great night. Thank you.
0: Let's oh. see. Uh. No, oh, actually, we're telegram, way past due man. for a break. Do you think... Uh, let's just get a couple here. I apologize. Okay. I might be short with some chats, but we will get to your chats before the end of the show, of course. Oh, Appreciate you want me to patience, guys. them
1: all last time, I think? Uh,
0: I just want to give a shout-out to Ovid. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. And uh, thanks for the chat. But I, I love this chat, so I just wanted to to read it. You either die based or you live long enough to become cringe. Just some good, <laughs> like, <light-ribbing, laughs> Keep up the trolling, brother. That... That might be my motto right there. When I talk about principled swords to fall on, that is the reason you either die based or you live long enough to become cringe. And as much as I hope that I live to see my sons and God willing, my daughters in the future grow to achieve great things and build great families of their own. I don't want to live long enough to become cringe. Some might say I've already done it.
1: Listen, we're transitioning to being cringe right now. We're 35. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is middle age.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm already well on my way, but that, uh, that was insightful. Thank you for that. All the best to you, Avid. I hope you're doing well.
1: Incompetent Hands looked up the jugs from Amadeus. They're okay for a TF. That's a good TF, blah, not a Fauci <laughs> TF. Matt was comfortably unimpressed, so we can assume Ping 2 is stacked. Until Sunday, my friends, be good.
0: Well, thank you for the evaluation. Although uh, I I won't make any I'm not making
1: Matt's not going to TF and tell guys. I'm just
0: not going to comment on uh, speculation. Say nothing. About, this is a trap. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no matter what um, I say, but I will stick to just the movie. I mean, it, there's a certain stage at which they just become hilarious, and those were at the hilarious stage. They were. There's nothing you can't look at them and not laugh.
1: No, that's <laughs> I, You know I. I I like a, a a good set of boobs. I'm not really into like big boobs. That's not really my jam. But, but I saw her so boobs. Those are so huge. I don't know what to say. Like I saw those boobs and I was like, yes, those are great boobs. If you Whereas want to feed a when, family,
0: I'm sure she maybe has that's in the it. Years maybe since. it's because I'm
1: breastfeeding still, and I'm like, those are good mommy milkers. <laughs> no right one's there.
0: starving in that family. Again.
1: But during the fappening, when I saw Kate Upton's boobs, I was like. Bleh.
0: I don't know if I saw those, but those are probably something similar, I would think. What was wrong with them?
1: She's just got big fat tits, just like fat tits. Whereas Sonzi, she's like so tiny and she just had these little like bloop, but then like <laughs> big on the bottom boobs. Yeah, so big. much so that the areola didn't really bother.
0: That's <laughs> like the whole thing was an areola, okay.
1: I I hear, I hear you and I yeah. understand what you're saying. You're heard. Thank you. Michael Danny considerate. Speaking of having guests, would either of you have Michael Frenzis on the show? He's the one who wrote Mafia Democracy, the book I told you about last week, where he makes comparisons between today's government and the Italian mob families in New York. I'm open to having anybody on, but I have to read their book. He also said, it'd be really great if you guys read it. It's fascinating. and will give you guys a lot to talk about on the show. Um, When people give me book suggestions, I always have a hard time following through. But in terms of guests on my YouTube channel... On January eighteenth, and at the end of January, I'm having Doctor Peter McCullough on Ooh. and Doctor Robert Malone. So I want to start hyping this now because I'm going to do both live. And YouTube did this weird thing where your live videos are no longer on the homepage of your of your uh, channel. It's really weird. What?
0: Unless you yeah. make a playlist or something. I'm pretty sure mine no. are like.
1: Uh, you you can't do it. It's like the separate tab for live videos. Oh really? So Have I just not get looked in a long time? They yeah they redid it
0: what's uh mm-hmm. what did they do are you saying like episodes of our podcast are not featured on my channel they must be no they uh, are it's but know. but it's because i made a, a a specific playlist of them and added Oh, it so manually. i have to do that
1: maybe i should do yeah. that um all right we'll circle back
3: please
0: thank you guys and i will uh I'll, I'll if especially if i can get an audio book i know this is a new book mafia democracy came out last year but if i can get an audio book that would be easier for me to to uh potentially listen to so i will keep the suggestion in mind and thank you for it and thanks for supporting the show as well got to get back to our callers thank you to our chatters and next up Um, is i'll uh, have to just
1: circle back with you
0: next up is wes wes Wes, are you there
10: hey matt hey blonde hey
0: what is on your mind
10: um so i have as as you know i'm the the guy with the atheist nihilist older brother transgender
0: that's right oh, bummer man i remember oh, yeah. i remember is, is there any and update i don't know if that's what you wanted to call about but
10: uh it's not but i will give you the one update okay uh, last month he called my dad thanking him for not sexually abusing him because he had talked to some friends of his and they all said that they were sexually abused as children
1: oh oh for, man, all of nice. his tranny friends
10: all of his tranny friends all said that they had some sort of sexual trauma f- by family members or parents or somebody and he's like dad thank you for not doing that to me wow
1: does he not see? Oh. That's a big game, no, man. No, he doesn't,
10: Um, because he's a nihilist. So I, I bring that up because it has started me down this path of trying to find out what is truth, why do I believe what I believe. Um, and I've been studying Christian theology more and more, and I've been thinking about why the world works the way it does. And I think what, what I want to talk to you about, Matt, is since you are not fully, you are almost Christian,son you are not right. quite Christian, is yeah. That our government is ultimately theological, and that is a topic that has come up among right-we-thought, several of the Daily Wire guys have brought it up, mm-hmm. that all of government is ultimately theological, and that we are trying to make laws that dictate what is right and wrong for people to do. But who determines what is right and wrong? That is surely God. Now, I have thought of the counter argument. Oh, this is just what we have to do from a practical standpoint yeah. in order for society to function. And why do we care how society functions? Well, because ultimately we're all selfish and we're trying to stand out and do what we want to do. And if we want the best chance for us to have a pleasant life, then we have to work cooperatively. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, it doesn't, it, it fails in one area, and that is it ultimately encourages people to game the system and take all they can out of it while also getting by with the rules if you get what i'm getting at
0: yeah i I understand what you're saying and i i would agree with that entirely that there's got to be some source of morality that whatever it is whatever our conscience inside our own heads uh is which maybe some people don't have that because as we were talking about supposedly some people don't have a an internal monologue which i don't really believe i think everybody's got yeah when you do a bad thing you feel bad why Maybe that's an evolutionary thing, as you're talking about, or maybe there's some other reason behind that. But to your point, there's something called right and wrong in the universe that pre-exists government, that pre-exists any rules that we as humans manufacture. I think it's something that uh, that just is is part of the natural world. Where does that come from? And that, that is the God concept. And that uh, if you don't have that, if your idea is that Right and wrong are merely what the rule makers say they are, whether that's a democratic vote or whether that's the king. Yeah, then it's just you looking to the rule makers for permission for what you can and can't do. And since you have really no moral framework that is above them or before them, you have no reason not to test the limits of that. of of those rules in the way that you're describing. Why wouldn't you? There's nothing inherently wrong with doing it. So why wouldn't you go to the, to the very edge and maximize what you can get rather than obey a rule for its own sake?
10: Right. Um, I was listening to Peter Boghossian and Carl Benjamin, otherwise known as Sarovacod. They had an hour and a half long discussion. And that was the topic was Peter Boghossian was insisting that you could have a moral, absolute, a moral fact that could be leisure reasoned out by logic mm-hmm. but whenever carl would say ah, ah, ah because that's just your moral preference and without bringing god into it which they might both i know carl's an uh, atheist i get the feeling peter is as well
0: is he still i, I guess i haven't heard sargon talk about religion he for talks a about long virtue time, a lot he, yeah he,
10: he he strikes me as what it was written he has a form of god in this while the, denying the power thereof hmm. um, so he's
1: agnostic
10: No, he's he's he is an atheist. He believes Christianity, the belief in God is silly, though he loves everything else about it. He loves the moral system. He's an atheist in
1: 2023. But what
10: was interesting from that perspective was when he and Peter were discussing it and Peter asked him, is there some sort of argument which could make you believe in absolute morality, which Sargon is not. He's actually a postmodern. He just has a value system he likes. He admitted that any argument that would convince him in absolute morality would be ultimately theological. That oh. was so interesting to
5: me. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess I, I take the, I see where he's coming from. I suppose to me, the reasoning points the other way. He, I, I suppose if I'm understanding him correctly, it's that God points to my favorite term, objective morality. To me, I see objective morality in the world, which points to God to me. And I say that with the sort of, spiritual or theo- theological skepticism that you're referencing. I don't know what God is, but I know that that objective morality is present and I want to know where it came from. That's the God concept. Am I understanding his analysis that he does, he sees I, objective morality in the world or does he not?
3: I, I
10: was only half paying attention. It was a lot. It, it, it honestly was a lot of, it was hard to follow because they were trying to reason out absolute morality without god and they were fumbling over it and at yeah, one point Peter proposes well what if we had this supercomputer that had more computing power than all of mankind put together and it could make a concrete argument for absolute morality which yeah. just sounds like god to me but they don't want to invoke god so they come up with the idea of a supercomputer which is silly
1: that is asinine
0: <laughs> was this uh well I, I was thinking maybe this was a debate but this sounds like maybe do they have a similar perspective
10: it was it was a discussion it wasn't they, a debate.
0: They're not opposing each other necessarily. It doesn't sound like. No,
10: not necessarily.
0: Okay.
1: How is that, that uh, computer hypothetical not more of an affront to their sense of morality than the actual existence of God? I hate <laughs> I, this.
10: I think it's because, and this is a Christian perspective, mankind is in rebellion to God. And they purposely suppress the truth because they want to do what they want to do. That mm-hmm. is ultimately what I think it is. I'm welcome to other thoughts on it, but I believe we are ultimately selfish. We want to serve ourselves. And if there is something that says you ought not to do this thing you want to do because I said so, we are saying, no, I'm not going to listen to that.
1: Yeah, and I think that maybe Sargon is falling into this trap of being like uh, pathologically reasoned. At some point, you have to be like, my understanding of the world is limited my human reason is limited my intellect is limited and i have to take a leap of faith and understand that i'm not not the greatest thing on earth like atheism is the ultimate hubris isn't it
10: in a sense uh, i mean i i don't know they could argue it's humble because i realize that there is no big guy and i've only got this one life and i should consider everybody else because they're all living this one life together i don't know
1: how is that humble it's saying that we are the greatest intelligence
10: well, there is no great. Then we're just animals. We're stardust. There's no great. I mean, I guess we are the smartest things, but compared to,
1: but then why devote else? your life to understanding human reason?
10: Because and it's fun.
1: So this is just this is fun. This is his entire life's yeah, work. It, is just fun for him.
10: Yes, it's, it's ultimately self-serving. Because if I mean, he can argue that it's not. I'm doing this because I want to serve my community. But why do you want to serve your community? And I think it ultimately is selfish. If you don't live for God, you live for self. That's that's how I think of it. Hmm. I don't know what Sargon would say to that. Um, it, I would encourage you to listen to his hour and a half long discussion with Peter. Yeah, what channel is that on? Is it, uh, where can I it's, find it? It's that? on Peter Bogosian's channel.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds like something I might Gross. enjoy listening to.
10: I don't. I, I hate I, this. I like
0: it. I had a I had a a really similar discussion with my dad over the Christmas break about. Where we get the rules that we follow, because my dad kind of has a similar perspective to me, which is he's not he's not sure about the concept of God. um, But he also hates being told what to do just in general. Like, Don't tell me what to do, which is a trait that I share. But none of us are sure. But my whole point is and we were talking about this. There are all kinds of rules that we follow. Like my dad, especially my dad is a very by-the-letter kind of guy. Like, follow the rules, be straight and narrow, show up on time, do things right. And my question when we were talking about this is where does that come from? It's like you hate being yeah. told what to do, but something is telling you what to do. And you're obeying very strictly, actually. Where? Why? How? Who is that? That's why that atheism
1: from? is the the ultimate I hate you, dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> mentality. Yeah.
10: Well, a lot of... Uh- what i suppose a lot of atheists will say is well i just don't i'm not convinced right they they say then they're not it,
1: atheists that that's not atheism yeah. by definition um means that you have some level of certainty that that there is no right. god. otherwise
10: they'd be agnostic yeah atheism is is no god um agnosticism as we as i understand it is i'm not sure
1: well, none of us are sure i mean
10: well, uh you know, I might not be absolutely 100% sure, but you know, when I see all the chips stacked as they are, I'm willing to place my bets all in one pot.
1: But I don't even know that that's the problem. Doubt is a is a total totally normal human uh, emotion. Um but but faith it's it's a choice, and I think that that is what we have to live with as Christians. We have to every day make a choice that we're going to have faith.
10: Uh yeah, basically. Um I, make put your faith in a lot of stuff and i know i'm running up on time you're probably going to call it soon so before we go blonde i just want to know where i've checked your channel where's your discussions about the whole anti um circumcision stuff i've I've looked for it and i couldn't find it
1: you know i made a video on my other channel that i had with um robin riley it's called motherland we haven't made a video in forever but we did uh Interview the dude that that made that um, circumcision documentary. Wow, it's been so long I can't remember. So type in Motherland and let's see, and then go to. Yeah, I've just filters, got the BBC for that. Go to uh, channel on um, type. Okay. And then it should come up, and then um go back, go to videos, and then go back um or go to live. Why did they do this? This is so stupid. Okay. And and if you can't yeah. find
10: it, I'll shoot you an email. Okay, it's too late for my friends. They they already chopped off the foreskin of two of their children. Oh I no!
1: Could, oh, it's Brenton, Brendan Brendan Marada on American Circumcision. It was streamed two years ago. Okay, uh, yeah.
10: let me know. Uh, I see it. Thank you. All right.
1: Bye
0: bye. Thanks, Wes. Appreciate it.
10: All right. Appreciate it. Bye.
0: Next up is Usura. If I'm saying that correctly, Jeremy. Yeah. How do I pronounce that name? I
6: don't. Usurpa? Want to get it wrong. Yeah, it's it's from um, Ezra Pounds. It means uh, debt usury. That's debt ah, OK.
0: Well, what's on your mind
6: okay. um, uh, besides our financial system? Um, I I was wondering if you guys uh, maybe this is just something I was thinking about the other night. I was watching Hamlet and um, the Kenneth Branagh version. He, you know, he grabs Kate Winsland by the face and pulls her across the stage. He's got her arm he's shoving her around. There's no physicality in movies anymore. Like yeah. did you notice, like, when did that stop?
1: Well, CGI and then the Me Too thing really messed everything up and everybody's yeah. got a stunt double and it does really take you out of it.
6: Cause it's it's amazing. Like they're even between two women. Oh, so I was there gonna ask if you. There are a lot of mean, sex uh,
0: scenes though. If you were referring yeah. to a specific, like man on woman type thing or or you're just referring to like yeah. all physical contacts.
6: Or I, I didn't mean a, a man on, on woman. The first one, but like I a disciplinary like spanking type old...
0: stuff we were talking about earlier. Yeah, no. Okay.
6: Yeah. They used to have that on TV, right? Yeah. Um, But no, they used to like, I don't know. I was watching an old episode of Friends and Monica sits down on the ground and Phoebe's like rubbing her arms the length of her body and just sort of like giving her a snuggle like they're good friends mm-hmm. and like you don't see crap like that on modern family it's all people are just kind of sitting talking at each other over i like i wonder if that's just part of like us being less socialized fewer siblings less play time more school time
1: it's weird though i think you're right um in india men just walk around like platonic friends male friends just walk around holding hands yeah Italian men are a lot more physical with one another like a heterosexual Italian men and yeah. That's a big game, man. This is why we should all like hug and kiss when we see each other. Mm. Skag hates this.
0: (laughs) I See, I'm out. I'm out. It's it's difficult enough for me to uh, to achieve these sorts of things within my marriage, let alone with another guy. (sighs) God, my husband too. Yeah, yeah
1: that's true. Yeah. No, but I, I, I love being close to all of my friends and, and we all hug and everything like that. And Yeah, I, it's a big part of my life and my life with my child too.
6: That's good. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that early. You're just sort of like an incubator baby. No, no one can hug you for the rest of your life. It's like playing Operation.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep. Touch is important. I'm with you. Skag is, okay. he hates good movies because he wasn't touched enough as a child. That's,
6: that's I right. think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because, queer.
0: because I wasn't touched enough as a child. What are you even that's, saying? Good
1: touch, good touch.
0: <laughs> mom and dad, why wasn't I touched enough as a child? <laughs> I needed more touch.
1: I'm just joking. Skag breastfed until he was nine. Uh, I,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I actually knew, don't I even know. That. I have to ask my mom. I don't makes know. Sense. I don't know oh, when I really was great. cut off
1: oh really yeah I have no yeah, idea it was
6: all you were MKL for the it's all the age of nine It was all
0: just a blur yeah maybe you woke up one day you were like reason uh, <laughs> principles if I find out that um, I am a, a government uh, creation that will that'll <laughs> clarify a few things in my life I guess yeah. if I'm an actual replicant some things start to make sense
1: you like I am a fed yeah after all this I've
0: known it all along deep in my bones <laughs> and it's um, and my search for God actually led me to the federal government the true God <laughs> the one true God
1: that's what a horrifying this notion This is
0: where it's going. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, thank uh, you for the call. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good night. No, uh,
6: Look, I just do want to tell you that the political aspect of movies, I hope you like, because whether or not they're bad or good, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just hope you guys chime in more about like, what is this movie priming people to think about? Yeah, maybe. I, oh, I, like, oh, to okay, th- that.
0: I like to think that I'm pretty propaganda sensitive at this point maybe too sensitive um mm. but i suppose maybe i'll and a lot of maybe i just am blind to the old style of propaganda in a lot of older movies or even movies from like the 90s i don't, I don't feel like i see it as much but mm. maybe that's just yeah. because the propaganda is more wholesome so i'm okay with it because it's propaganda yeah, or, pushing traditional or, values so okay or it's like naturalism right like yeah. the, the noble savage
6: you know just follow your feelings yeah. Um, that that has a political implication, even if yeah. it's not obvious. All right. Oh, thanks man. Have, have a good one guys. Have a great great. night.
0: I was looking through the movie review list. Cause I thought surely there's a, like a 1950s movie I thought was pretty good. And of course, 12 angry men. And that helps me uh-huh. feel a little bit better because that is a dialogue, exclusive movie filmed in one room. That's old as hell. So it makes me, it fits, it, it checks all the boxes that I tend to hate generally. But it shows me that I can like that kind of movie. I'm not completely opposed to it. I bet so you like Walkabout.
1: Although, who knows? Have I I... seen
0: that? Why does that sound familiar?
1: Walkabout anyway. was, was the director that made um, The Truman Show, Peter Weir.
0: Okay. Well, I loved that movie.
1: Wait, am I wrong about that? No, Peter Weir did Picnic at Hanging Rock. I'm wrong about that. But oh. it, it's. Uh, but I, I still think you would like it. It's about this, um, this uh, girl and her little brother who are left in the Australian outback by their father that committed suicide and they have to find their own way and they come across this aboriginal boy who's going on like a, a walkabout finding his manhood which uh, they do for six months yeah. and he saves their lives well uh,
0: uh, Spartan sorry to keep you holding but are you
8: there? I am what's on your mind?
1: Hi Spartan uh, I
8: guess I'll just say uh, to start out the last time and the first time I called was a couple years ago a uh, month or Or a few months after I moved to Idaho, so oh,
0: cool. Well, how did it go? uh, Are you open to discussing where in Idaho?
8: Um, generally, uh, I lived in Boise for a while, uh, but that was just before my family could figure out, you know, an actual house situation. So Mm -hmm. we live in Nampa now. Okay, that's just outside Boise, right? Like a suburb. Uh, yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah. Okay, it's nice generally um and I'm you came from place i was
0: you came from where remind me
8: uh we don't mention that place oh sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs>
8: yeah okay. so we're we sore all, subject.
1: all californians need to you know they, yeah the, they place need was, the place was
8: the place with some nice people and very questionable politics <laughs> yeah.
0: well it's getting smited by god as we speak the flooding has arrived <laughs> in california
8: yeah um I guess I'm I'm calling in because I wanted to mention a couple different YouTube channels. One that I want to talk about a little more than the other, but one of them I just wanted to mention, or specifically ask bl- if blonde has ever heard of him. It's a YouTube channel called the Leather Apron Club.
1: Hmm. Let me see. Um, I don't
8: agree with everything on it. There, are, I've watched a certain amount of the videos from it, and. Uh, uh, the first one that I watched, I thought was the best, which was a defense of ancient, Gre- well, yeah, ancient Greece and defending against this idea that it was a homosexual culture and that kind of stuff. It was very insightful. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, there's a lot of, uh, how do I put it, Jewish-related stuff. Which, oh,
1: how do I put it? Wow, it's weird. Know. They only have 30,000 subscribers, but all their videos are killing it.
8: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I'd recommend, well, i assume you'd probably like some of the stuff, and, you know, that's fine. Um, but I actually wanted to more talk about um, just generally transgenderism, uh, at least with that issue. because um, At least through the lens of uh, one of the YouTubers that I watch a lot more frequently, if you've ever heard of him. He's called Short Fat Otaku. No, I, I haven't heard of him. I'm yeah, not subscribed. Yeah, he's a Canadian, like, liberal type. He's, he's in association with, like, Sargon and a lot of uh, that kind of people. He also does, like, video games and some related stuff, but he mostly covers, like, political or culture war stuff on his channel. Mm. But last year, he put out a video in which he tried, because he's generally, like, he's against a lot of the transgender kind of stuff, but he's still, on a certain basis, pro-transgender um but the reason i'm mentioning all this is because he the video that he made on it which if you want to check it out it's called i believe are trans women actually women in which he talks about a bunch of different you know uh i guess perspectives uh, I on you know what you you know the ways that you could look at it and he goes over at least the five main ones are the taxonomic worldview uh which is basically you know gametes and you know you're you know the biology of the person, which in that case, no, they are not because they don't have the right genes. There's uh, the social role view, or yeah, the social role view, which is you know, you know, fulfilling a specific role in society. You know, would probably say you know has to do with temperament and that kind of stuff. Um, which in that case, that also doesn't work because it would mean that not all people who want to be a woman or a trans woman would be designated. Or would be classified that way because they can't meet that role, and not only that, but m- there are some men, you know, say the femboys or that crowd would fit in. Um,
0: okay, yeah, it, it, well, it, I guess it, to to skip ahead a little bit, are there certain categories in which the answer is yes?
8: Um, through the main five that he talked about, no, at least in a way mm-hmm. that would, um that would really satisfy the progressive desire for that. Even with the, probably the most common, sadly, the most common perspective that they hold, which is the self-identification view, which he ultimately concludes it's one of the stupidest ones because it destroys the definition of woman and basically makes an argument that in this area of language, actual, like, I don't know, like, reality should not apply.
0: Well yeah, if everyone so, has their own individual definition to every single word, we have no common language or meaning. There's nothing we can't communicate at that point yeah. if there's no out external objective meaning that we all agree on.
8: Yeah, he talks a bit about um the concept of, you know, language being a series of rafts, as something I think Derrida talked about. The hmm. I believe he I believe he's known as the father of postmodernism or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to specifically, yeah, I wanted to mention that because, um, you know, I, I generally disagreed with, with his uh, ultimate conclusion because he thinks, I don't know, I, how would I put it? the The way he kind of talks about things, while, you know, there is depth to it, he mentions both well, at the end of it, literally mentions gender dysphoria because of how irrelevant most of the positions that the left holds are regarding it, despite a lot of uh, people talking about a lot of what happens in the quote-unquote LGBT community as, you know, a matter of biology, or they were born this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And generally, like, I've been thinking about this nonstop in the past weeks, and like, I I really do find it interesting how A lot of society has bought into the idea that this is all biological. And maybe this is just me, you know, trapped in my own head, you know, a bubble of my own thoughts. But I don't know. I just, I don't see how a lot of the conversation regarding sexuality, I mean, because we talk a lot about how kids shouldn't be exposed to this stuff, or the left says, you know, the kids should be allowed to be exposed to this stuff. And also when it comes to, you know, say, uh, you know, kids being exposed to pornography and this kind of thing. And, just what I'm thinking from this whole equation is that there has to be a certain element element of nurture to this
1: of of to
0: transgenderism yeah. and homosexuality
8: No, just generally um well, you probably wouldn't go as far as I would go, which is I think when it comes to like obviously the biological desire in the first place is rooted to you know reproduction within a certain sense, but you know, the way that people want to seek out, you know, sexual pleasure. I think that for the most part is a result of nurture and society Ah. throughout time has generally supported, you know, a heterosexual lens of that. But
0: yeah, sure. um, Um, Only because we'll have to wrap this up quickly here because we're tight on the clock. But uh, if you do have a closing thought, I'll I'll let you get that in. And then uh, we'll offer a couple of thoughts before we wrap up.
8: Um, I guess I'll just say, yeah, I've, um, Actually, yeah, that's
0: about it. All right, Jeez. Uh, Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it.
8: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I, there, there certainly was a time in my life where I believed wholeheartedly that the the gay gene exists. We just haven't discovered it yet, and that this is purely a biological matter that nobody chooses to be gay. And I, uh, I, I could be persuaded that there may be some kind of. Um, genetic predispositions or something like that. In the same way that I think people have some people have a predisposition toward alcoholism or other things. Right. that um that I like like to me I don't understand I don't feel an addictive quality to alcohol personally. But of course I have friends who they can't touch a drop or else it'll become a problem for them because of those mm-hmm. addictive properties. I maybe there's a component to that but yeah, you can't tell me that uh, the only reason that we are seeing LGBT numbers skyrocket in Gen Z, according to some estimates on college campuses, nearing like 40% or some insane number like that but at select schools. There's no
1: element of nurture, of course.
0: Yeah, We're just supposed to believe that uh, suddenly t- society is so tolerant and actually some huge portion of society is gay or transgender no it's yeah. uh th- these are lifestyle choices that are being made in a lot of those contexts uh and so uh, i've that's another it's another uh thing on which i think i've my, my perspective has basically changed i don't know that i'd be willing to go as far as to say that it is 100 choice with no biological component whatsoever but i i believe that there are if maybe choice is the wrong word, environmental factors, like we heard from the caller earlier, things like abuse, things like broken homes
3: that, that contribute factor to that. Into this, yeah. Maybe
0: that's not a choice for you if you're if your family was broken in that way. But it's a it's a factor that is non-biological. That, I hate uh, to make this
1: comparison. Ugh, this is not super great, but I think it's it's like being a serial killer in that. <laughs> In that people are born with a genetic predisposition towards sociopathy, yeah. but almost every, invariable, invariably, invariably serial killers have like traumatic childhood events or sexual abuse, or hardly any of them came from normal functional families.
0: Well, I suppose there are a lot of um, behavioral issues that come out of broken homes in that way. I had not thought about the uh, uh, similarities between... <laughs> So Between you heard homo- it on this
1: channel. If you're a yeah. homosexual, you may as well be a serial killer.
0: I wish I had uh, I need a sound effect of a pen scribble. <laughs> Dear Ted, have <laughs>
1: Dear you Ted.
0: ever looked at a guy and felt a strange attraction?
1: No, but Please, he, right did, um, he did. He uh, did like go, go see this, the campus psychologist because he wanted to transition to be a woman.
0: Really? He wanted mm-hmm. he wanted to be transgender.
1: And then he was like, not for me. Interesting. He always had problems with women because um, he was socially awkward.
0: Hmm. Well, oh, that, Ted. Will, that will do it on calls for the evening. Appreciate everybody who called in. Thank you for that. Uh, and if you did not get in this evening or uh, you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live. We of course take email questions. The way to, to submit one is through the contact page of the website, Matt slash contact. Look for the call in show question form we respond to those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now first one is from Charlie is there such a thing as polytheism when supposedly polytheistic cultures like the romans greeks and norsemen each having a king of the gods are there lesser gods really are the lesser gods really that much different from the disciples yeah we had a caller about that was that last week or maybe a couple weeks back trying to explain polytheism and that's uh that's where I run into a problem with it conceptually is there's inevitably going to have to be a ranking system, yeah. uh, either that, or these gods have their own domains that they are strictly restricted to, and they don't overlap at all. And they don't interfere with other gods domains, but that would imply some sort of uh, limited nature to those gods too. They're not actually the all powerful ruler of the world at that point. So polytheism Just as a theoretical concept doesn't make a lot of sense to me. There's no avoiding the compartmentalizing or the ranking. Yeah. Any other thoughts you have on that one?
1: No, not really. I I don't know. I don't find this concept of polytheistic. I'm just not super interested in it Hmm. as a philosophy. I don't know. That's a cop out. What the hell is Jankum?
0: You know, I had to uh, Google it and I have the Wikipedia page ready. If you're curious, Jankum is a purported inhalant and hallucinogen created from fermented human waste. I'm addicted to fermented excrement, I guess.
1: That's disgusting. All right. The sword of federalism has been wielded at least since Washington sent troops to massacre protesters of his whiskey tax. Why shouldn't we wield that power to enact and enforce good law? What is the purpose of a nation except to protect the fundamental God given rights of its people, especially its most helpless ones? Why shouldn't we? We should. We clearly should be doing this. I think
0: you have two problems with it, the moral and the practical. Morally speaking, you shouldn't go around violating the rights of others, but that's just me speaking like a broken record at this point. So I'll set that point aside. Practically speaking, though, to the point of the prior caller, you start concentrating power in this way, it will explode spectacularly one day. Now, if you are more of a heavy handed person with restricting the behavior of people and trying to pursue trying to use government and the state as sort of a force for moral virtue rather than just kind of uh uh, the the light touch of a system to defend the rights of individuals and you mostly let people do what they want to do outside of that um I, i actually don't have a to the to the prior point too i don't necessarily have a problem if we had a system where the federal government was minimalized and you wanted to crack down heavily in your state because that's the way that you like to live that is at least somewhat more, I think that's more moral and more sustainable because you preserve the option to leave for those who don't consent to it. So I think that's how you, you merge these ideas is you can have your fascist dreamland. You can have your, your uh, benevolent monarchy so long as ability to leave is preserved.
1: Fine.
0: Okay. We reached some common ground. There we go. Italian herb blend says, do you think an atheist who holds Christian ethics should join a church community anyway? Do you think it's too deceptive sort of snake in the grass interaction? Thanks to both of you for what you do. Never bend the knee.
1: No, I think it's a good idea. So long as you aren't trying to persuade people, um, uh, against Christianity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. If you're going in with a subversive intent, That's probably not a good thing to do in other people's space. But if you're going in with a good faith curiosity that you're not persuaded yet, but you want to discover and learn, which is exactly where I feel like I am. I don't think it's dishonest for me to do the Bible study, even though I don't know that I'm fully persuaded yet any more than it would be dishonest for me to go to the church down the street and say, hey, uh, I'm almost Christians and finish the job for me. You know, there's nothing dishonest about that at all. So long as I think, I think you phrase that really well, as long as you're not trying to vandalize or sabotage, I think you're uh, perfectly morally square.
1: Yep. Um, Oh, it's my turn. Uh, Charlie, do you think any headway has been made on the trans issue from an outsider's perspective? It seems like the U S is totally polarized. One side is on point and the other has gone all sorts of crazy. Unfortunately, the sides, the side are the gatekeepers of culture. In the UK, it definitely seems like the people are waking up and child transitioning is under scrutiny now. And in general, there's a backlash, but at work, people still have to be aware of what gender the trans people are feeling like that day and use the (laughs) correct product. Okay, so we have this problem. I'm sure we have the same problem in the UK and the US. We have a small subsection of the population that genuinely believes that there is no um, biological nature to sex selection, which is (laughs) fucking retarded uh and then there's a much larger group of people that just um kind of go along with these people because they feel bullied or because they want to be polite
0: yeah polite normies Uh, are probably the biggest demographic on any politically contentious issue
1: they're the the scourge of humanity right Mm -hmm. because i can deal with these people that are ideologically driven and they're so few in number
0: i say that Um, like i'm excluded from them i have some polite normie tendencies but i'm doing my best
1: but, you, but you're weaponizing them. <laughs> I'm to self-aware. To boomers. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm self-aware. Yeah,
1: um, yeah I mean, I, th- I think that what we really need to do is, is pinochet these 5% of people that truly believe and they're creating all these scientific studies that, that, that gender is not, not a thing. And then all the, the polite normies will just fall in line to the new culture.
0: I think there's a lot of truth to that. The polite normies basically go where, wherever they perceive the strength to be directing. And there is a certain irony that the strength is currently directing away from traditional masculinity and actual strength in a weird, paradoxical way. The strength is directing toward feminized, weak, pathetic men who will eventually destroy their societies if we don't turn it around. And that's going to be a struggle. But, yeah, I think uh, I think you're exactly right that the amount of people who agree with transgender ideology and I mean wholeheartedly agree no questions at all this is legit the science is settled i would be comfortable speculating if you could get an honest answer in a poll under 20% maybe under 10% oh
1: it's got to be less i mean yeah i'd be surprised if it was 10% but there's no way to find that out cuz people just lie
0: yeah so i i think you're right it's the uh it's the polite normies that you got to you got to wrangle and uh, point them the other way cheesemaker says hi fags Sorry, Blonde, but I have a gay football question for Matt. How how are you feeling about the Vikings playoff game against the New York Giants this weekend? I think the Vikings are the better team and should win this game. Well, thank you for asking, because I know everyone is tuning in for my Vikings insight and my NFL predictions, which I appreciate. Uh, Well, I I will say as a Vikings fan, and I will be brief, uh, this is this might be the most fun season to watch in all the seasons I've watched, which is, you know, since I'm like, I don't know, 10 years old, whatever. Uh, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. One of the craziest overtime games against the Bills. There's a lot of luck on this team, but I think they're better than the Giants. They're at home. And sometimes you are just lucky. You ever you ever feel like you're in a lucky streak in your life where it's just everything is going your way for a little while they might be a team like that. Teams like that win. Uh, but I, if the Vikings are either going to win the Super Bowl by a point, this is what all the analysts keep saying, but I think it's correct. They're going to win by a point or they're going to get blown out by the giants by 40. Those are the two things that are possible. And
1: even if they blow get blown the out giants, 40 times, they're going to so blow the giants 40
0: times. Wow.
3: Uh,
0: that's how that's a lot of blowing. That's how gay football is. <laughs> but, uh, even if that happens, it's been such a fun season to watch. And, uh, so I won't. I won't even be mad if it does, and you can, you can ridicule me in the chat on Sunday. Uh, I've been uh, watching
1: college uh, basketball, so. Well, that's way gayer. No, I mean those guys are hot. The white ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> college basketball is mostly white guys.
0: Well, uh, yeah, once
1: you go NBA, it's all over. It's like all black dudes in one freak show Chinese plus
0: uh the you guys are close to Gonzaga and Gonzaga
1: that's what we watch that's a
0: that's a that's a white team Gonzaga for sure
1: oh yeah Timmy
0: I don't even know who that is I don't follow but I like I remember Adam Morrison on the Gonzaga team when I kind of paid attention to basketball that's like a long time ago but uh who's Timmy Gonzaga Timmy what's his name
1: T-I-M-M-E is his last name
0: oh yeah let me see Oh, it's because of he. It's because he has a nice beard. That's why you like this guy.
1: And he's like seven feet tall.
0: He also looks like he's forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had the handlebar mustache. That's even. Oh, no, I'm beard. into all of it. Yeah.
1: I like go downstairs and ask my husband, like, is my man playing? <laughs> I watch. Um. Okay. Uh. Irish Catholic Caliphate Supreme Joe Biden. Come on. This... And his N word, B word, C word dumpster. Okay. Have you ever heard of the idea of the levers of power? Have either of you heard of ideas and philosophies related to it? Um, If not, a Google search will provide some clarity. I have, but I should um, Google it before I opine or I'm going to sound. Well, I wonder if this is just
0: the only time I've heard this phrase is when uh, Phil says it. And Phil will make that point to. Some of my delusions of the ideal world that will respect everyone's rights and freedom and we can all just leave each other alone and prosperity and peace will be achieved as long as everybody finally does this, which they never will because it's against human nature. That's uh, sort of the perspective that Phil will bring up, but the idea that he raises, and I don't know if this is the point that the, the question asker is making, is that you... You may not like that levers of power exist and you think it would be ideal if the levers themselves did not exist, which I will freely admit is generally my perspective on a lot of things. Let's try to eliminate the levers. Phil would say those levers exist. They have always existed. They will always exist. You must ensure that men of moral virtue control those levers or they will be hijacked by corrupt men. So take your pick. But the levers are going to be pulled. Who do you want pulling them?
1: Right.
0: That's a, a counterpoint to my philosophy that I have a a tough time getting around. Quite honestly, I want to destroy the levers. Will someone help me destroy the levers? And they all say, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine. I'm too busy having a battle royale with everyone else over the levers. And <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of I think my entire the last five, even more than that, since like 2015, a lot of my worldview has just been. Breaking those sorts of delusions of seeing the world how you want it to be versus seeing the world how it is. And maybe that's one of the last pieces for me is that those levers, much as you want them eliminated, they're not going anywhere, man. You you, you have no choice.
3: Yeah. I
0: don't know if that's exactly to the theme of the the question asker, Mr. Dumpster Man. Uh, but that, <laughs> the, that's the concept as I understand it. And if I've mischaracterized it or misunderstood it, let me know. Uh, you, you're welcome to follow up. Did you have any uh, thoughts on that?
1: Uh, no, I mean I have made this argument on the on the show before. This is just the uh, the billionaire argument, the one percent argument, hmm. which I used to think was a leftist trope, but it is it is true. I mean, the, the powers that control us are are few, which should be reassuring to people, like the Pinochet argument that I made earlier. I mean, you don't if, need if it's that many helicopters. It's yeah. true. If you, if it's just a few people that have all of the control, it's it's just an easier, more precise, tighter target.
0: You don't even need trains. You just need one you helicopter.
1: Don't. We need a <laughs> hundred helicopters.
0: Well, that we can get that together. That's no problem. We're America. Uncultured simpleton, Matt Christensen. Thank you. <laughs> Americans both left and right seem to have made an idol of government rather than celebrate epiphany we fixate on a meaningless scuffle in congress does our wretched heathen nation deserve to go the way of sodom and gomorrah i I
1: actually wrote this (laughs) uh
0: if we did if if the meme came true uh when jesus is on the phone calling for the rapture and all that if that actually happened would i i feel like i would understand you know even if like even if i was uh just completely destroyed sent into the abyss as part of god's wrath against this earth i wouldn't be happy about it but i feel like i would understand uh, we've done a lot of shit it's probably yeah, it's probably yeah, time I for a good so. cleansing uh, yeah, i'm
1: i'm with you there <laughs>
3: um, i will okay.
0: uh i will furrow my brow and frown and say i wish you'd be more thoughtful about this cuz i feel like i i did my part but i understand if you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater in this case. Yeah,
1: sometimes yeah. you do. Um, Chris M, the Vietnam War ended in 75, the youngest date I've ever seen. And a soldier was 15-year-old on a grave of World War One near Belgium. So if 15-year-old showed up for the last year of the war, the youngest legitimate veteran would be 63. I believe the camo pattern used in Vietnam was tiger-stripe, not woodland camo. And that is only for a few groups that didn't use the standard OD green fatigues. I may be wrong on this. What do you think the chances are that stolen valor accusations really were a confession of projection? Yeah, it might be <laughs> that occurred to me too. Yeah.
0: I didn't really even think of that. And of course I, I didn't go there to make personal accusations against anybody, even in response to personal accusations against us. But uh, you wonder if maybe that is part of the bit. I mentioned that I think a couple of them were wearing those sort of, Vietnam veteran hats and for all I know that's perfectly legitimate I have no basis on which to say it isn't but wouldn't there be a certain irony if if in fact there was stolen valor walking around for the purpose of creating some sort of credibility for yourself putting up some sort of shield to make you immune from criticism Mm -hmm. and they do exactly that they preempt their own they preempt the discovery of their own faults by accusing other people of doing it you might be onto something Chris I don't know kitchen sink says what are your predictions for 2023 in the realm of gun control and outcomes of lawsuits fighting the gun grabbers big picture it seems that the anti-gunners are pushing harder than ever and yet i've also seen them get dick smacked by several pro to, uh, pro 2a lawsuits that we've won do you think jurisdictions in open defiance of bruin will be brought to heel or will the fbi unleash an army of groomed autists to shoot up their schools and false flags regardless keep stocking up while the shekels have value. Well, I think that you've um you've really hit it there because I actually do think I think Bruin is a good decision. And just to give some context, Bruin was the New York concealed carry decision that came out about the same time as the Dobbs decision over ruling Roe. And what Bruin did is it it, it completely reworked how the courts, the federal courts, are going to evaluate uh Second Amendment case law, challenges to gun laws uh pursuant to Second Amendment claims. And it made uh, it called for this historical analysis and 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 the general idea is that we're going to go back to a more traditional perspective on the Second Amendment that that uh, laws ought to be pursuant to the way firearms were understood and regulated at the time that the Second Amendment was was written is the general idea. It sounds very broad, and it is, but as these challenges go through the courts, we might get some additional detail or definition on that. So from a legal perspective with the Supreme court, I think that we're in great position and a lot of those decisions have gone the right way. And by the right way, I mean the expansion and recognition of your second amendment and self defense rights. However, could I see a situation in which the state of California and even the federal judges within that federal court district just say, no, we're not doing that. Or even if the federal judges say you have to, To the point of the question. No, no, this is Bruin is the is the is the case law. Now you have to allow people to get concealed carry permits in California that the sheriffs there or the state legislature or Governor Newsom or any of them just say, no, we're not doing that. Right. Do do we think that there's going to be what what are the teeth for the feds in this case? We know that the feds have teeth. I'm not denying that. But do Mm -hmm. we think the teeth are going to be deployed to try to force gun rights in California? Even if the courts say they have to. I would put that as a 0% chance. It's a dangerous
1: game they're playing, too. I mean, uh, uh, this January 6th thing is a way to make us look violent when we're nonviolent. But playing with the guns thing is a way to make us legitimate.
0: And the courts are very interesting in that way, too. The Supreme Court has so much power in a way that we have criticized frankly and even when i like decisions like bruin there's no denying that they have massive power because we've said that that applies to all the states they have to obey the supreme court does not have a police force supreme court does Mm -hmm. not have an army right it's they just rely on people saying well okay if you say so that's what the supreme court relies on and uh i'm in the context of our current power struggle i don't think that's going to be sufficient It, it would be very easy for states to laugh at the supreme court and say come and make us and the Supreme court wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So we'll see. I think, uh, I think you're right. Kitchen sink. I think there are some concerns too. It's not the paper concerns. It's how these things work out in, in reality and practicality.
1: Was I the next one?
0: Uh, you're Yeah. You're up.
1: Um, Snow ape. Dan, do you think self-defense should be taught in schools? I see a lot of people eager to act aggressively like the old man who berated you the other night but then completely shut down when someone calls them on their bullshit like you so nicely did. If more people knew what getting hit felt like, would it be logical to expect a greater degree of civil discourse? No, I don't think this should be taught in schools. This is one of those things that like, uh, it is a philosophy that um, should be illuminated by the parents in the way that they want to teach their children, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have, well, taught in schools,
1: I don't like that. Uh, what, what should be taught in uh, schools? Matt. And also,
0: I'm going to assume that means like public schools, like state yeah. schools, which all the, the st- state advice on violence makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> Not that I intend. I I want my son to understand violence. That's my that's my purpose as a father. I don't want him to fear violence or to succumb to this ridiculous philosophy that violence is never the answer. Violence carries a lot of moral restraints, necessarily. Being a man is understanding those, but being a man is also understanding that when violence is brought to you or when violence is necessary, which again is very morally constrained situation that you have to be capable of it. Men are capable of violence period to act like they shouldn't be is to ensure your society's downfall. Eventually, if men cannot defend themselves or defend their families, defend their communities, but I think you're right that, that I don't want the, the state teaching that to my son. I want to teach that to my son. Right,
1: right, right. But
0: maybe uh, I I don't know. Uh, I think every parent would say that I want to teach that to my son. But I guess should it be required in schools or something is maybe more to the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, opt in. <laughs>
1: Treatment. I don't know. This is yeah. not really the school's responsibility, but I, I don't think that anything is really the school's responsibility. Like
0: the schools. Should, I don't know. Uh, the state's involvement in schools should be deleted. Let's start there. Uh, yeah. But, I, but to the point, should, should we treat, I, I do think part of a, a, a proper upbringing for certainly any young man is understanding the morality of, and the practical skills of violence. It, it has to be understood.
1: But the larger problem is not that this is not taught in schools. It's that this used to be um, like a standard part of normal male interaction. Yeah. And this is why I've said that bullying, it it has a purpose. It has a purpose to to harden children. And, and you know, kids are growing up so soft. They're just like every kid needs to have some kind of ass kicking, right? Not by their parents, but by their peers.
0: <laughs> well, if, uh... I, I was not uh, understanding violence was not really a part of my upbringing, uh, both as you got a less-
1: her, sucker punched by that guy that thought you were somebody else. Yeah,
0: exactly. Both as a lesson <laughs> plan, but in practicality, I've only been, I was sucker punched because of wrong identity. Yeah. And
1: they were looking th- for Macaulay Culgan. <laughs> I think I punched a
0: kid when I was like 13 because he insulted the girl I liked or something like that. I can't remember. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but it was like a weak ass, you know, punch. It wasn't even a fight. So uh-huh. it's not like I, I didn't even give him a black eye or anything. It might have been more of a slap, for all I know. I don't think it was sit very. Sit down. Impressive. I'm going to
1: tell you why I'm doing this, and then I'm going to slap e- you on
0: the yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, uh, to your question, should I have got my ass kicked and kicked a few more asses? Probably. To be yeah. honest, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh. But maybe maybe that's what siblings are for too. Maybe you're just supposed to have a lot of siblings so you figure out how to resolve conflict with them in that way.
1: To be fair, I'm only talking about men. Women should never hit each other. It's really trash.
0: Well, you got to know some of the skills. You got to know how to pull the hair and you got No. F- the
1: whole thing is gross. If you want to destroy somebody, you tell everybody that they shit their pants or something.
0: <laughs> I always like the grab the hair uppercut like grab back of head here uppercut here that's my favorite chick move
1: we are white (laughs) we cannot do it if you're black chick you rip that weave off that's fine
0: you know i uh events like the waffle house fight and other uh fast food conflicts that sometimes involve a diverse array of participants (laughs) my favorite part is seeing the uh the hair on the floor every time it's that i always laugh and and you can kind of count the severity of the fight by how many weaves are on the ground (laughs) that was a five weaver right there look at that (laughs) shit. that was bad uh that's how severe dude i mean
1: black girls they're not messing around like i've talked a million times about how we had inner city busing from like north st louis at my school but like those chicks when they were fighting over a guy they'd rip out each other's weaves they would um take locks like locker locks and like hit each other in the face <gasps> what do you mean use them their- like
0: brass knuckles or something like that mm-hmm. wow yeah
1: like put them on the inside of their hand and like and then smack them. yeah wow. and this is like a rich white saint louis suburb and like there's like blood in the hallway and like we that would mess you up times. if
0: you got a full open-handed slap with a lock in the palm that would mess yeah. you up bad
1: that happened with two girls that were banging the same dude two black chicks banging the same dude when i was in the seventh grade at my middle <laughs> <grade>. <laughs> okay yeah. wow uh, and then they maced them and then there was like mace in the hallway all day i was like i just want to be a nerdy white kid
0: okay uh well here's a here's a question uh, or a question asker name of similar theme we've heard this before i can't even say half of these jogger jigaboo moon cricket mcnward there it is Say society collapses and all the races balkanized into their tribal groups to have it out. (laughs) What do you think? What is this theme going on right now? Okay, so there's a a race war, a balkanized race war. What do you think are the strengths and weaknesses of each group when it comes to surviving post-collapse? Is there a learning curve for any? For instance, the Mexicans have a head start on becoming accustomed to the level of brutality needed for a lawless world. Uh, something whites would have to relearn this, this is a very blonde question
1: okay um all right black people are better at being poor i think i think they like okay. really
0: okay just...
1: no i mean i think listen people are gonna have to do with little make do with little and i think black people and mexicans are going to be better at it than most white people have you guys seen The Walking Dead? The first season of The Walking Dead is so accidentally woke because it's like the only people that it's like one ghetto black dude, like some southern white cops, and then like a bunch of white trash guys. I'm like, that's exactly how Well, it, would it takes be.
0: place in Georgia, though, so it's kind of predisposed yeah, to to have that outcome. All I know is by whatever season it was, when only the Muslim lesbians
1: were left, like the fat, deaf Muslim. <laughs> I'm like, what? These people would clearly be zombified first. Um. Okay, yeah, I can see the thing about Mexicans. Uh, yeah, white people are gonna have a are gonna have a tough time, but we are industrious. We're an industrious <laughs> people.
0: Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I suppose uh, that's that's one thing that they have led. Uh,
1: day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. That
0: they have led on in history is. Uh, what do you think scale, scale? Scale. <laughs> they don't start, but when they do, it reaches scale rather quickly.
1: Wait uh, here, Bucko. Do you yeah. want to answer this question or do you want to get out of this real fast?
0: I, I this, this to, I'm not trying to avoid. I just figured that's <laughs> such a you question that. Yeah, I feel I like I'm really answering answer
1: insufficiently. I.
3: Hmm. Um,
0: Halo with horns says, Matt. Uh, how can you not believe in God? When you can look at the flooding in San Francisco as proof of his existence and almighty power, God decided it was time to flush the poop out of the overflowing toilet of California. Well, good Lord. I I think that's something of a fair point. Yeah. um, (laughs) (laughs) Nature is Uh, healing.
2: (laughs) I like
1: how when it's on the East Coast and I laugh about it, everybody's like, you're such a piece of shit. But when it happens in California, everyone's like, there is a God.
0: Yeah. Seriously speaking, the flooding is quite bad, and there have been several deaths. And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish the best for everybody in California. I'm just trying to to appreciate the joke of the the question asker. Um, did you see Ellen DeGeneres's video of her creek in her backyard? No. Yeah, her house is. Uh, there's some creek in her backyard, and the mm-hmm. creek is running. Uh, very uh, rapidly because of the flooding and she made this video talking about how the earth is mad at us and we need to start treating it better as though this sort of thing has never happened in the history of the earth until we That's started burning time. fossil fuels and now they're now the earth is very very mad even though the earth's prior anger was all the drought in california now the earth's anger is too much water so okay but uh i'm sure there are things uh Going on at Ellen DeGeneres' house that make God much angrier than, say, uh, the car that she drives up her driveway or something like that. Crazy Custodian is up next.
1: Oh, it's my turn again? Yeah. Uh, I hear from the other side the comments about being on the wrong side of history. I wonder if they'll feel the same way about trans kids and drag queen. Ah, story hour. Oh, sorry, did, um, my,
0: did I I shouldn't have deleted them I a said. Oh here. no, it's
1: okay. I do it to you all the time. Um Has there been anything that comes to either of your minds where you find yourself on the wrong side of history that is without having your minds changed by a persuasive individual, but rather with that simple addition of time, you found your old beliefs or opinions were simply wrong. Hmm. Yes, I my my vilification of Muslims, wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. I, yeah. It, well, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but I know you're also kind of serious. That uh, that I'm if, totally you have, serious. if you have to pick between transgender fascism and Islamo fascism, Islamo fascism.
1: I'm every, not happy about it, but time. at least
0: it's like there. There's more. There's more sense to it.
1: Yes, and also, um, you know, I even, even up until like the 2017 era, I was a staunch constitutional conservative which i no longer am i think i was wrong about that kind of think the founding fathers were wrong about a lot
0: such as
1: well there were anti-monarchist protestants and those are <laughs> the foundations upon which our country was built so how successful were we ever really going to be you know
0: Well, uh, I remain a fan, but I know that that's well understood. So I will withhold any additional commentary there as far as things, uh, things I've learned that I was wrong about. There's a lot of stuff I've learned that I think I was wrong about that I've learned just through talking about it in the way that we've done on this show and on the internet. But in terms of practical experience, um, not treating marriage seriously earlier in my life uh cohabitation quite frankly oh
1: cohabitation how many boyfriends have i lived with yes that's true
0: not organizing a relationship for a for the purpose of marriage and children and just being together because that that is nonsense you shouldn't do it
1: premarital sex um birth control uh what else porn All
0: all of these things that are sort of uh, distractions from or perversions of a relationship with a purpose. And by that, Mm -hmm. I mean getting married, having kids, building something, not just like, well, I guess like this person is fun and hot and we like to bang or something like all of that is a waste of time. And it goes nowhere. And eventually one day you realize like, why are we doing this? Oh, we don't actually have a shared vision for the future we didn't talk about that seriously because neither one of us wanted to scare the other one off. So it just kind of yep. was in the back seat the whole time. And then you wake up after a couple of years and you realize you don't share that vision and there's no point to what you're doing. And in a case like mine, uh, I'm still a young guy where I'm trying to build something and I have opportunity in front of me. And thankfully, I figured it out early enough that I'm able to build my my own family and make something of that. And it wasn't a disaster for me. Yep. But I feel bad for the things that I've done in the in the past in that way, not just because it was a waste of my time, but because I didn't have the courtesy to the other use person. the time of and it's not like I'm going through ton of, a ton of women. That's not me. But to the extent those relationships didn't have purpose and didn't weren't trying to build something, that's a waste of her time. And I shouldn't have done that. None of that stuff should have ever happened.
1: That's true. And then, uh, you know, I I allowed men to waste my time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like staying with this one guy for three years when I was 25, even though he, I knew that on our second date, he was not going to marry me.
0: It's, you get stuck in that kind of convenience.
1: Oh, I love him so much. I just love him. I just want to be like, doesn't matter. Love him all day. It doesn't make a difference.
0: Yeah. So if you're, if you're a, a young person thinking about how to organize your, Romantic relationships, I encourage you to learn from my mistakes. And don't shack up.
3: Mistakes,
0: yeah. You know? <laughs> my dad used to say Get that. Mar- don't, 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 don't shack yeah, up. Don't and shack I up. thought that was silly when I was like early 20s and now here I am. And again, I'm like well, my, my defense, Don't shack I,
1: up. I only lived with like two guys. But it was in American cities. Hmm. Like expensive American cities where it's nearly impossible to afford your own rent.
0: That, there's that... There's that problem too, yeah. Where it's just a financial convenience, so you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, N word, the short version. How do you trade or keep your crypto wallet with the FTX collapse, Luna collapse, Doge, etc.? How does this alter your view uh, or, co- or confidence, rather, in the crypto sphere? Do you avoid altcoins and consolidate in just big ones, as in Ethereum or Bitcoin? Where do you think uh, or what do you think the future of crypto is? Do you want to answer that one first or I can?
1: Uh, okay, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that FTX is representative of the entire of the stability of the cryptocurrency market it is it is a new um, financial. What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Well, I think that I think Bankman-Fried could have been similarly similarly deceptive with a lot of different with assets. With a hedge fund, this is the or, asset yeah. that he chose. So I don't personally, I don't look at Bankman-Fried and think all of crypto is dangerous or a scam. It's an yeah. asset that can be scammed. That's my personal perspective. Don't take that as
1: right. The, I mean, the I have faith. Truth, I have faith in cryptocurrency. However, I can't see how it would be um, mobilized for evil, for like a a one world currency. And what we're seeing from this Sam Bankman Fried thing is not the argument that I'm hearing from people like, Oh, it's totally unregulated. I think that like we're seeing that there's a lot more tracking and information storage and data storage within crypto. I think it's a lot less anonymous than people think it is. Yeah. Um, the,
0: the technology of cryptocurrency in general, I, I love, I love the idea of exchanging value over the internet without some sort of Third party trying to trying to well in the best case just processing the transaction in the worst case trying to police that transaction. Right. That's why the crypto technology is is so cool that we could just eliminate that middleman and be able to freely exchange value in that way. So I I love the idea, but to the extent it is something that exists to facilitate transactions of all sorts of types, financial or otherwise, um, it 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 is necessarily a digital. Uh, Product. It's a digital exchange. It will always rely on networks and computers and all of these things to do that, which I'm a big fan of. I love I talk on the Internet for a living, love the Internet, want to exchange value on the Internet. (laughs) Big fan. However, if there was the sort of crackdown that we all worry about where there's some central authority, and I know that sounds sort of paradoxical in the context of crypto because the whole point is decentralization. But but where things are digitized sometimes things can control can be discovered, exerted. I know that the real, the, the hardcore crypto fans are screaming at me saying, no, 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 it's impossible. That's the whole point. Um, where there, I guess what I worry about is, is when it's all digital infrastructure, oftentimes where there's a will, there's a way. And we've seen, yep,
1: exactly. We've
0: seen, uh, a, a, a cryptocurrency assets recovered in all sorts of ways before. So I, I don't say any of this to dismiss, crypto the technology because i like it a lot it's just anything that exists exclusively in the digital world it's not to discredit it i wouldn't put all my i wouldn't put all my uh, eggs into Money the in precious it, it, metal any basket. Right, right. basket either i wouldn't I, I wouldn't put everything i have in the stock market either uh, i think that uh that crypto is a great uh technology and an interesting thing to invest in and i do uh and that's the second part of the question as far i've really I unfortunately for me without being uh, too specific, um, I do actually have all my crypto assets in an exchange. It's not Mm -hmm. FTX. I've never been involved with FTX, but I do keep them on an exchange. And I know a lot of people say, I shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You should, uh, you should keep them on, you know, your own wallet or whatever. Uh, So maybe I should, uh, maybe I should do that. But I've really stopped buying uh, crypto assets in the last, year or so because i did frankly i did what a lot of people did uh in in during the corona stuff which is like oh the government's sending me a check might as well buy some bitcoin or something like that and then of course it all kind of crashes down and a lot of that's been devalued so um so as far as if i am buying what uh i don't i don't buy like a lot of the obscure stuff uh I'm I'm buying hardly any these days but if I am buying it's it's you know it's your bitcoin it's your ethereum. I, I bought uh, a good amount of cardano as well and
1: What the hell is that?
0: Cardano is uh the Cardano's the ethereum killer, you know. Mm-hmm. Cardano's the the next le- anyway. Uh without getting too far into that. Uh that's that's the status of my crypto but uh these days uh I'm as I become more and more worried about the state of the world and what sort of uh, challenges we're going to face. That's why I'm less and less interested in buying crypto at the moment. It's like, if this stuff gets as bad as I'm worried about my crypto, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna be able to do a lot with that. I need Like at the moment, I'm more interested in tangible assets. And so that's kind of why I've, I understand that ducked out of crypto for the time being, but that's not to say that I, I'm not a, a fan of the idea and the technology generally. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add on that?
1: Nope. Um, let's see. Pob nobler, I assume, is what this is supposed to say. The second. Have you spoken to your representatives this year? If not, are you planning to do so? Um, also, I assume this is unrelated. American women are terrible. Blonde. Would male order be better depending on what country? Okay. I, I understand and I hear everyone's argument about American women. But I still believe that like you can find a good woman. There are millions of good women in this country, and we're having this um, traditional woman revival, right? Everyone's like, oh, women only want rich and tall men. Women have always only wanted rich and tall men. Make her settle. Make her settle. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, try to marry a a white American woman, I guess, but like, my friends that have come out of Russia are like, Top tier poon, like really high quality women. So, I, I gotta say, I gotta hand it to is the that, Slavic. Countries. Is that the
0: website, top tier poon.com? Where do you yeah, gotta to get top tier Russian poon.com? Okay.
1: Um, no, I do have two friends that are not male order brides but came here from Russia and they are like traditional, well rounded, hearty, yet feminine women that are joys to be around. So, like if you're gonna outsource this, go to Russia.
0: All right. Uh, What do you have to
1: say about this representatives thing? No, I'm not planning to talk Uh, to my representatives. I don't give a crap.
0: uh, I have not reached out to. We have a new one because now we have two congressional districts in Montana. So Zinke is my uh, representative uh, for the is it the second district? I forget which one is which. Anyway, my district is Zinke and then Rosendale, the hilarious guy who voted for Kevin Hearn and grinned about it like Lloyd Christmas in the House Chambers he's the other guy and uh he's been in for he represented montana as a whole for a couple of years until we split districts because too many californians have moved here so i've not contacted them the only person i've been in touch with is uh, my one of my state reps comes by to campaign and she's a very nice lady she's a dentist who uh who understands uh you know constitutional principles and and philosophy of liberty and all that so i'm a fan of hers uh, i can't say that we're we're close or something like that but um but she puts in the effort and she'll come by and talk to you and so that's that's the last person that i uh, the last representative of mine that i spoke to that was when she was campaigning in like october
1: oh, okay
0: and that was her effort to come here i didn't put up the effort to go find her so that's that's on me but Zazy mctasbot last question matt in regards to your address on january 6th you should have asked two questions one can any of you kitty sniffers pull out your phone and show me a video of anyone being beaten with a fire extinguisher Two. when have you faggots ever shed a tear for a dead cop blonde? What is your best cop? Uh, it's funny that
1: you asked this. Cause I was thinking about this when I was watching the video, but I was just thinking like, how is Matt not like who cares what you guys think? You're all going to die from the vaccine in four seconds.
0: <laughs> I was thinking it. I just wasn't <laughs> saying it. Yeah. Uh, Well, to 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 be fair, there was a I think the fire extinguisher thing that someone chucked a fire extinguisher over the stairs. There is video of that. It's just that it never. hit Brian sick. The claim was Brian Sicknick was beaten with a fire extinguisher. That never happened. Somebody threw a fire extinguisher over the stairs at some point, but I don't even know if it hit anyone.
1: There's no evidence of that anywhere.
0: Yeah, that was never. That was made up by an anonymous Capitol Police source telling the New York Times. That was it. That's all that was.
1: Then they issued a retraction too.
0: Well, they kind of. They just. They basically just deleted it. They didn't do a formal retraction. They just updated the story and sort of stealth edited that claim out.
1: They never do the right thing, do they?
0: Yeah. Thank you for the email questions, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, again, if you'd like to send one for a future week, contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia dot com slash contact
1: dot com
0: close out with chat we'll call it a night uh let's see we left off on mike daniels to add to my last chat if it really would be great if you and blonde read oh uh, mafia democracy mike yeah we yeah. yeah we spoke about that one thank you mike culprits of color say uh stop targeting us i can't remember exactly what we were talking about oh that was uh that was the story we heard earlier about the um potential criminal issue at the school and i had said culprits of color might be responsible or at least it's that was so racist speculated reason for the cover-up max says i learned the term tar donkey recently do with that what you will well i have to consult the old urban dictionary
1: the child what? between a Mexican. <laughs> <and> <laughs> what I don't even understand oh because the tar is the black person and the, donkey the black person.
5: yeah
0: i would i would that, assume <laughs> that's
1: really funny uh isn't that a mulatto
0: i don't know tar donkeys i really got a
1: white and black as mulatto
0: uh, g-i-a-r says uh gr love hell on wheels <laughs> we shall overcome yeah we uh, we're gonna have to close the show by singing the the full version of We Shall Overcome. I don't
1: know it. Do you know
0: I'll look up the lyrics. Logan Orr says, hearing you say Garboon while I'm in a room full of them made my night. Well, that surprises me. Logan's chats tend to be pretty spicy. So I, 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 I guess you keep your thoughts to yourself then, Logan. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show. Let's see the
1: trucker. They're going to come. There's going to come a time when freedom from this BS will need to come from the barrel of the gun. But hopefully not, Susan. You said it. We're all thinking it.
0: Yeah, Um, the, the time comes when the gun barrel is pointed at us. And in some ways it already is. So anyway, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: How did the hobo who throws rocks at even put this in here? Is your text all weird right there?
0: No, mine just says the hobo who throws rocks at cyclists.
1: Oh, my format is making it overlay. Oh,
0: like, oh, yeah, I see. Like, if I resize the window, it gets all messed up.
1: Yeah. Hold on.
0: Well, he said he says I may be low income, but I'll never be low in. What? I don't even know what this is. C word kissy face emoji. I, I don't even know what that emoji is. Thank you, the and Mr. Hobo. I just thank you for your service of throwing rocks at cyclists. I'll leave it at that. Eric Burns Marsh says, uh, Matt, did the actress have nice teeth? Oh, we have a parental emergency. Oh, all right. Uh, which actress? What actress? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I've already forgot the reference. I'm sorry. What actress were we talking about with the nice teeth? I'm sorry, Eric. It's totally slipped my mind. I'm a psychopath. And thank you, Eric. Uh, haven't spoken to you two in a minute, but I wanted uh, to throw you guys some love. Uh, Got a big day tomorrow work wise and a long time coming. So wish me luck, Matt. I'm heading to big sky snowboarding next month. Perhaps we can throw down a pint or two. I promise not to cane you. Well, thank you for your uh, support for the show. And um, yeah, if you're, I uh, am not going to be niggardly. If you're coming to big sky, uh, say the word because uh, odds are you're going to drive right past my house. Anyway, generally speaking, uh, if you're headed up that way. So if you'd like to uh, meet up maybe in town or I i go to Big Sky usually at least once a week. So uh, perhaps we could arrange something up there and enjoy your trip. Guitar Maker. And thank you, Psychopath. appreciate the uh, support. Guitar Maker says, Hello, Matt and Blonde. I would like to invite you to watch the show The Chosen. I highly recommend it. It's a first century look at the life of Jesus. Always enjoy the show. Thanks. I've not heard it, but uh, or heard of it but I will uh, I will note that. Thank you for the suggestion and thank you for your support.
1: I Mr. think it's on Paramount.
0: Is it? Well, I have my subscription for 1923. So maybe I'll check it out there. Thunderstorm. Atheists have wedding ceremonies with clergy and ceremonial funeral with clergy. So they're actually disgruntled worshipers. <laughs> maybe. Uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the free rider problem. It's like you want all the benefits of... Uh, of the religious lifestyle without the, uh, spiritual commitment. And I, I say that, uh, again, not to exclude myself, perhaps that's something of what I'm doing right now, where it's like, I see the benefit. I see the moral truth. Why can't I get to the final leap? I don't know, but, uh, closer than I have been my entire life. So I suppose the trajectory is there.
1: Yeah. You're going to be more religious than I am. In a few years. Pretty
0: soon. Yeah. Pretty soon. I'll be quoting scripture to you uh arc says uh would you be willing to make the exact text for your january 6th visual speech available as a pdf or similar i personally would appreciate the framework as uh your way oh as you're way better at fleshing out nuanced ideas than i i did write it obviously because i'm reading from my phone um i'm pretty sure i still have a copy because i wrote it in a in a online document and I think I might have deleted the original text but I emailed it to myself for easy reference so I'm pretty sure it's still in my email uh, I could do that to be honest I didn't I spent maybe 15-20 minutes writing it just because I wanted to be prepared so it's not I, I, I didn't write this with the intent of it being some incredibly insightful thing it's just like what could I say that I think is true and pursuant like when I wrote it it, it was collides. like polite yeah. And it's like, what do I expect them to say? And I, I knew based on the, the newspaper story that it was going to be um, the fragility of our democracy. And I sort of anticipated a few of the things they would say, and I just wrote some basic counters to that. And that's what happened there. I, I'd be happy to send it to you if you want to email me. Uh, I don't know that I'll be posting it just because it's it's so. It's just it's very basic. So I don't know that there's that much value in, in just posting it out there, but Ark, I'm happy to share that with you. If you, if you find value in that and thank you for, uh, for your support, Chris, the trucker says star Trek riddle. How much Jim beam could Jim beam down? If Jim could beam, Jim beam. Oh God. Good night. Ellen.
1: How did you even say that?
0: That's a tough one, but I assume, uh, the beaming is a star Trek thing. That's what I'm getting at.
1: Uh, yeah, you don't know that. Oh my God. Isn't
0: there a beam me up Scotty or something like that? Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: uh, something kind of other. I'm a gay man and I'm concerned of what's yeah. coming. I wanted to be left alone and I thought we got it 10 years ago after the tidal wave of approved me destroys its shores. Is there still room for the rest of us who wash <laughs> up? I don't know what this is saying. Am I retarded?
0: He's saying that that he he's a gay man who was on board with the former sales pitch, which was, hey, man, we just want like legal rights and to be left and alone, equality. which is the sales pitch that I bought until they... Until that wasn't enough, you have to stand at the parade and clap for the assless chaps. That's what yeah. he's talking about. That the requirement to clap for the assless chaps and subject your children to it is what's going to destroy. And after the destruction. He says, is there still room for the rest of us who wash up? So will the actual we just want to be left alone gays be welcome in in the and the society that emerges after all of this. Well, generally speaking, anybody who wants to be left alone to the exercise of their own rights, from my perspective, is is fine. Uh, I, I, I don't. I always struggle to. This is another area where I wonder how many are of each. Where, how, how many in in the gay community are the are the I just want to be left alone type in the way that the chatter is describing, and how many are the have to broadcast, have to have applause, have to have public approval at all time in a compulsory way. Often, um, I think that the the needy ones are the minority. I'm guessing, yeah. but they're yeah. so loud, it's it's hard to estimate. Anyway, um, I got to read. You're,
1: you're oh, welcome.
0: No, I don't. You're welcome to. You're welcome to live your own life uh, in, in as long as I'm around in the future world. You're welcome to live your own life. I just <laughs> I know that I'm going to die on a principled sword beforehand in the gay war. It's my destiny. So, yeah, really? W- will the leave me alone? Gays? Which side of the gay war do they fight on? I wonder. <laughs> we, that's, we'll have to sort that out.
1: That's true. With the Straits. Yeah. Um, Majorison from your MIA follower. You haven't been MIA, have you? i think so actually it's good good to see you back
0: thank you for supporting i am not going to be really appreciate uh brian Irvin.
1: polytheism is independent and autonomous anthropomorphized forces of nature that emerge from within an eternal self-existent universe first monotheism god is eternal and self-existent and the universe is contingent upon him yes okay yeah yeah there's some clarity
0: and uh brian i appreciate it brian uh often offers his thoughts in the Bible study as well and has a lot to uh, a lot of good thoughts and good knowledge on this this topic so again to advertise the Bible study uh, you can get that sort of insight there and thank you for supporting the show and for your participation Brian
1: Um, happy doggy go Georgia Bulldog 65 to 7 over TCU oh really (laughs) I watched some of that game not uh, because I wanted to but I had to
0: I sat down to go through all of the January 6th vigil footage with that game on in the background. And uh, by the time I looked up, it was already out of hand. So it was complete. there was no point to watch it. I'm not a huge college football guy, but I will watch a you know, national championship or something like that. But man, that 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 got out of hand quickly. G.A. That's and-
1: another one. We were watching it and I was like, all these guys are so handsome. Is it just that I'm getting older and I just think that, like, this look of youth is attractive or something? But, like, it seemed like every single person I saw was attractive.
0: Well, they're all, like, early 20s guys, you know, probably at the their... Well, I don't know. Some guys peak later, I suppose. But in general, they're all, like, at the peak of their physical form, probably. That's true. GIAR says the Pacific floods every 250 years, Canada to Mexico. I guess we're due.
1: Yeah um vivian fire i used coinbase this week even with two-factor authentication authentication my account was hacked and wiped Six thousand gone in 12 minutes took me to figure out what's happening and call coinbase oh my god
0: wow how did they do it with how did they get through with two-factor though i'd be curious how that happened
1: i don't know
0: that's crazy (laughs) russian
1: Um, women says we have some top-notch poons
0: apparently it's verified now thank you for that uh, all the best, um, uh, Vivian and Russian women. Thank you.
1: I got to refresh. Sorry, I had to turn my camera off. My kid hurt herself, and like my husband was not. <laughs> was he was just—he
0: was ill-equipped. There are some cries that dad just can't handle. I've learned that.
1: Well, I heard her running up the stairs, screaming like "Mommy!" She's hey, like, no. "Yeah." Sometimes moms got to kiss the boo-boos. Dad I think
0: uh, I think we're all set. At least I don't see any more. Do you?
1: Uh nope.
0: Okay, well, we will call it there. Appreciate everybody for uh, your calls and your uh, email questions and, of course, your chats and your super chats. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening and making it uh, fun as usual. We, of course, will be back on Sunday to discuss whatever happens between now and then. I just saw news breaking that Joe Biden now has a second batch of classified documents discovered, so that's becoming ever more hilarious by the minute. Perhaps we'll discuss that a little bit, but... uh, If you're looking for anything else show-related or you'd like to listen back to portions of the show tonight, mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find it, and we will see you Sunday.